Today on the first episode of the new year, that being 2022, we'll be having one of our personally most anticipated episodes. It has been hinted at in quite a few of the past episodes, and theories about one of the films have been debated and linked between the two of us. I know you are all on the edge of your season in anticipation to know exactly what we are discussing, and that is going to be the Cars trilogy. Cars 2, what was Miles Axelrod's real plan? I honestly still don't know, Davis, and I hope that we can figure it out this episode. All right, all right. In all, serious, no, in seri- in all seriousness, though, we will be completing our own trilogy of Spider-Man episodes. And today we're going to be talking about the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, those being Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. Before we get into that, though, we've, we've talked on length about how Spider-Man is my favorite. Yes. Everybody kind of knows that. Yes. But one thing we have not got a definitive answer for is, who is your favorite superhero, Alex? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm. Oh big... wait, can I guess? I have you, three. You I have three guesses. Yes, you have three guesses. Go ahead. That's but, probably, yeah. Batman, The Flash, hmm. or The Wolverine. Um. Okay. So to be quite honest, my one A and one B are Batman and The Wolverine. Now mm. I am not as versed in the comics as most people are. I do. I've not read many comics. That's mainly based on movie portrayals. To be quite honest, I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's amazing as Logan in every single movie that he was in, specifically the film Logan, which we will talk about very soon. I'm sure at some point because what a movie it is. But I just love Batman. I love everything about Batman. I'm of the characters that I know more about. I've watched a lot of the Batman animated films because there's some amazing ones out there, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen The Dark Knight Returns, if you haven't read The Dark Knight Returns, do both. They're, they're something special. They really are. Great, great movies, great, great comic books. Um, but, yeah, that's my favorite character. Just because I, I can't really explain it necessarily. I think it's just I love a character that has a bit more conflict, and there are a few characters that have more internal conflict than Batman. I think Batman's getting washed by Spider-Man's villains. I mean, I don't know Maybe about not that. washed, but it was a funny video that I watched about it. I think Spider-Man could definitely take Batman's, but... I, I, I we, we talked about this before, and, we'll t- and I'll say this one point, and I think this is a fair point that I think can almost end the discussion. Physically, perhaps, but psychologically, Spider-Man's getting absolutely washed by some of those dudes. Maybe. Bro, come on. Ho- like, dude lost his uncle, and it was like the end times. You, you know what Joker and Scarecrow do? I'm kidding. Batman lost his dad, and it was the end times for him. First of all, first of all, let, but I, it was a joke. It was a joke. But the point is, like, psychologically, I don't think I don't think – Anybody's on that playing field with the Joker and with Scarecrow. And with that Green guy. Goblin is the Joker. Sandman's. Uh, the Do you? Cl- you must have not seen is. the Justice League Doom when they put up the plan to lock Batman in the coffin with his dead parents, and Batman's like, "I'm gonna just punch my way out." And Look, he literally punched his way out. All right, we got news to get into. We got news to get into. We always got news to get into. I know and it's one of them, everybody's favorite part I will of the guess show. has to do with the Batman. Yes, it does. A couple things, actually. That's I, I, We'll talk about that at the very end because it's probably the biggest thing for discussion points. So, a Moon Knight trailer released last week. We were supposed to do our first episode last week. Unfortunately, I was exposed to the Rona. Did not catch and it. And you were so sick. We're I, w- I was sick, so we weren't Weird sure what was going timing. on. Indeed, indeed. Very, very strange. But I had test negative. We're good to go. We're good to go. But a Moon Knight trailer released. I'm very excited for this. Love Oscar Isaac. What do you I think? do want to... It does look good. Uh, Moon Knight's an interesting character, but I do want to tell people, because there's been viral comic panels going around of Moon Knight that are fake. Oh. So people think he's like Deadpool. Mm. They, a lot of people think he's like makes a lot of quips. He likes ketamine is one of the jokes that people go around, because one of the things they... They're all fake. Really? Yeah. I did not know the that. only one that's been going viral that is real is when he is talking to Frank Castle. He's like, "How your dead? How's your dead family?" That's the only one that's real. Right. Yeah. Because there's one. He's like, "Where's my effing money, Dracula? Where's my seven dollars? Not real. 
Really? Moon Knight it has a dissociative personality disorder. Yeah, he I guess like that a bit from the trailer. Three or four different personalities in his head. I mean, he's certainly he's insane, is what it is. Like he wasn't allowed on the Avengers because he's so insane. One time, or, like really? he wasn't allowed to fight with them. I did not know that actually. At yeah, all. like That's he's insane. certified, certifiably cuckoo. I'm looking forward to the show then. But he's not like a quirky Deadpool making funny quips. He he can he has his moments, from what I understand. I've never actually gone that deep into the Moon Knight lore, but I just want to tell people if you've been seeing the "Where's My Money, Dracula" or like the random stuff, go comic panels are fake. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I hate to break it to y'all. That's unfortunate. Um, I think that's just relates to what MCU fans expect and want, mm-hmm. and that specifically will be on display in some of the movies that we're discussing today. Of the Home Trilogy is what it's called. But yeah, that news went out. Uh, I had some about Matrix, but we'll just talk about when we watch the movie. But apparently, it's not very good. I I've heard to from it. sources that being Chris, who's a big Matrix fan, that he did not like it. Ouch. Well, we'll. Sur- I'm sure we'll see it at some point and talk about it then. Uh, down the list. A trailer for Our Flag Means Death, a pirate dark comedy about Steed Bonnet, an actual real-life oh. pirate, directed by Taika Waititi. I know about Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet, one, Bonnet of the, one of the craziest stories in history about a random like merchant who decided, I'm going to be a pirate, there's and a, was actually moderately successful. There's a really good quote-unquote movie on YouTube about Steed really? Bonnet. Really? Really? Made by Internet Historian, where he gets like a ton of other internet celebrities to voice it, and they basically just like act out the Wikipedia. It's actually really, it's like two That's, hours long. It's really good. It sounds hilarious. Just check, check it out. out. But yeah, this looks very funny. People are like, oh, it seems too funny. I'm like, it's a Taika Waititi movie. One t- he he gave over his ship to Blackbeard, yeah, and exactly. he got it back. It yeah, was crazy. Yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun i really do and i love pirate movies or shows of any variety so i was a I'll big pirate kid yeah, we'll I, I just was like pirate for like five years straight that's, for halloween that's consistency right we there. made my mom made the costume stuck with it yeah i was doing different interpretations about what a zombie was i was like i was a zombie i was a zombie player i was a zombie <laughs> i think i was a zombie batman okay is zombie the incredible hulk well, i don't know it was crazy um, but Daniel Radcliffe also going to play Weird Al Yankovic in an upcoming biopic. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about Weird Al Yankovic. I know he's kind of funny. He's weird. But yeah, they, 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 his, wow, his name's Al wow. Yankovic. Wow, very nice, very nice. A clip showing the title card for Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power, which will be released on Amazon Prime on September second, is the most expensive TV series ever. And all it had, other than the title card, which was entirely practical effects, no CGI was used in the making of it. All it had was a woman's voice narrating the rings division, where you know three rings for mm. mortal men or nine rings for mortal men. What you know? I've played the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all know. We all know. I'm very excited. I for played that. Shadow. Of I am very excited for that. To be quite honest, people are like, "Oh, this is too much." And you know, it's been it's been what 18 years since Lord of the Rings, or 19 years now since the final Lord of the Rings film, The Hobbit. Nah, but that was bad. I, that's the only movie I've ever left during. Wow. The Hobbit. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't dislike him that much. I didn't. I didn't either. I mean, like, I watched it later on. I didn't hate it, but like, it was just so boring. I, My grandma I, fell asleep. I was stretching, like, let's, let's go. Stretching one book to three movies was bold. That's yes. all I'll say. Excuse the book's me. actually pretty good. Yes, it is. I agree. I read it in uh, in uh, elementary school. And two more things. We've got new film with Tom Cruise that was going to be filmed in space is now building the set. And this is the craziest thing I've ever read in my life. It will also apply a place to view, view the film. And, quote, the station slash studio will be open in late 2024 and will, quote, separate from the ISS in 2028. That didn't even seem oh real. God. Seems like a seems like a plot of That's a movie. so wasteful. Why, why, why do I have to do that? That's what everybody said when I mentioned this news. I concur. What- we already have so much space trash orbiting Earth. We don't need to put a movie set around it. 
Good take, Davis. Furthermore, how much money is that going to cost to launch a movie set into space to link with the ISS? I got so many problems with Good this. Good take. Good takes, Davis. And, and lastly, two bits of news, both involving our favorite Robert Pattinson. He will star in Bong Joon-ho's next film, mm-hmm. whatever it will be. For those who are not familiar with the name, Bong Joon-ho was the director of Parasite, one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I think Davis concurs with that statement. Yes. Iconic film. Robert Pattinson is red hot legitimately at this point. This man has everything. It's an adaptation of Edward Ashton's upcoming novel Mickey Seven. That's right, that's right. It's gonna be it was gonna they're gonna do it how uh, that's been done before. I saw somebody actually say, wow, they're doing the movie before the book releases. Jaws did the same thing. Jurassic Park, I believe, also did a very similar thing. So it happens. It makes sense. And then finally Davis, Robert Pattinson news, the Batman will be two hours and fifty five minutes. Yep. Whoa. I'm excited. I think it should be. Good. I have no limit on the length of movie that I will see. We've saw, we've I've seen had, the Snyder Cut. I've been seeing a lot of people kind of with issues about the dark and grounded coming back again for the Batman. I guess we can talk about when it comes out. I've got, I, I've got that actually as well. This may be, a bit but I do want to say I do like the Riddler design. Yeah. I like I do how too. it's inspired by the Zodiac. People were like, "Why can't it be comic accurate?" And I was like, "He's gonna, he's so goofy. He's gonna and, be bright neon green with." Question marks all over and him. They also just posted a photo of the the actress who's playing Batgirl in her costume. And everyone's like, it looks so cheesy and stupid. When in reality, it is comic accurate. It is ripped straight. You can Google it right now, Davis. I, I can't remember the actress's name, unfortunately. Leslie Grace? Yes, Leslie Grace. Do you see the photo? No, not yet. Okay, well, when you find the photo, you can comment on this. People are like, wow, it looks it looks ridiculous. It, it looks, looks fine. Sp- it looks spandexy. I'm like, it's ripped out of the comic book. That's the nature of it. it looks good yes, to me. I agree. I think the Riddler looks great. I think. I think the Riddler not? in the Arkham Knight game was. I liked his design. A good that. mix. That's the only other one I would have really been fine with. Yeah. If they did like the Jim Carrey Joker, too much. I think what they did in the show Gotham was good. He wore a lot of green, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. as absurd in Jim Carrey as as Jim Carrey was. You're you're completely correct. And then lastly of this, it would also be rated PG-13 for quote strong, violent, and disturbing content, drug content, strong language, and some suggested material. Uh, people are complaining about this, Davis, and I'm upset. Well, I think at the people. Uh, what's the guy that names the director? The, Matt Reeves. He Matt Reeves. directed the Planet of the Apes movies, correct? Yeah. Which are pretty violent in themselves. And, and they also are good. PG-13. Yeah, so exactly. He, the, you can fit violence into PG-13. It's just like you're not going to see nudity and stuff. Not to mention, not to mention uh, the Dark Knight PG-13 mm-hmm. film. People who complained endlessly that Batman and Batman vs. Superman was too violent, that is a PG-13 film. It doesn't... The thing is, and people misconstrued it, like... Logan is rated R, yes, but that is mostly because of the gratuitous violence. It does not mean that the dark tone of the film will be absent if it was PG-13. It's because Logan rips he's, through yeah, he's people. cutting people's heads off. Literally, like, because they're tr- that was that was Mangold saying, I'm going to make it brutal. I'm going to make it like that. And he, and he did. But a movie does not have to be that. I've rewatched the scene where he takes, like, the adrenaline and runs through the woods and these Legendary moment oh, in cinema. Ah! Legendary moment. It's not to mention, you know, the, the most legendary moment of that is the fact that Hugh Jackman did not record any of those screams in the scene. He recorded them in post, and they dubbed mm. them in. So there's a video of him just running in mo. I in think the place. way he runs is pretty funny. I agree. It's a, I pretty, agree. It's, it's a humorous run, but it's still, it's still awesome. But I think I think it, I think it, it makes sense that he wouldn't run like a normal individual. Well, he's old. He has. I'm guessing he has like back problems. Is how I assume it, so. He I ran. assume so. I would assume so. But yeah, that 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 there's the clip of him running in place in a studio and just like grunting. Awesome video. It's really amazing. And also, Hugh Jackman is the best. Anyway, Davis, it's time. 
after anticipation. I have one, I, oh. one other Spider-Man Whoa. thing. Oh, I, I watched the Amazing Spider-Man 2 after we had recorded it. Right. And I didn't hate it as much on that rewatch, but I still don't like it. Well, we'll get into that specifically with the debate involving No Way Home that me and you texted about previously. I look forward to talking about okay. that at the end of that one, if you remember. I think, I think just because it, it certainly links together with that movie more so. But I still will not like it, I don't think. But anyway, after well, months I, I still of don't anticipation... Like Theories upon theories. Alex, I've got my sources. I've seen the leaks. And how many of those sources were right? We'll get how there. How many of my leaks were right? We'll how get... many of my theories were whoa, right? Whoa, whoa, I just want to say, we'll get there. We will get there, Davis. We will get there. You but are doubting Thomas. I Oh, my gosh. Um, after watching the Raimi trilogy, after watching the amazing duology, duology, duology I don't know, we're finally here for the Tom Holland home trilogy, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm so excited to get talking about these. So let's start it right off with the first film, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. This came off the heels of Spider-Man introduction in Civil War. We all remember that iconic trailer where he appeared with the, hey, everyone, and people lost their collective minds. I thought society was going to collapse in on itself at that point. Great trailer. Honestly, and a pretty great short uh, segment that he got in Civil War. I think a lot of great, great things and a perfect display of who he was, you know, with his, with his, Comedic uh, lines, I think the scene where he catches Winter Soldier's fist and then says, well, you have a metal arm? That's so cool. It's probably one of my favorite Tom Holland Spider-Man scenes that there has been. We'll get into Spider-Man Homecoming starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker. John Favreau is happy, who has a big role in all three of these films, relatively speaking. Well, well bigger in the first two than I think in, the, in yes. the third one, I would say. Quite certainly. And then also Zendaya as Michelle Jones-Watson. We don't learn that until until the third film. We only know that she is named Michelle Jones in in these first two films. Donald Glover is Aaron Davis or the Prowler. Very exciting. I wish he would come back at some point. You've also got Marissa Tomei as May Parker, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and Michael Keaton as the villain Adrian Toomes slash the, the Vulture. Vulture. Davis, what did you think of this film? I really enjoy this movie. It's a, I think it was a good stepping off point for the solo movies. It wasn't like a big like a big uh, world-ending movie, like the plot of it. It was just yeah. like Adrian Toomes was stealing things and Spider-Man had to stop him. It was a, a nice, friendly neighborhood, it is, I guess you could say. It is the perfect um, counterpoint to one of the biggest MCU issues, mm-hmm. which is every single movie is a global threat, If it, but if it's a solo movie, nobody seems to show up. Yes. And Far From Home deals with that, eh. Kind of well, but we'll talk about that more with that movie. But that's kind of always been the big issue with the MCU solo movies is this is an Avengers-level threat. This movie specifically addresses that and goes the opposite. Robert Downey Jr., or not Tony Stark, deliberately says this is not an Avengers-level threat. And I love that part about this movie because it kind of solves the problem. It's not Avengers-level. It's just guys stealing things. It solves the problem that the MCU has had and continues to have at this point. Um, Go on, Davis. Uh, I really like Adrian Toomes in it. Uh, Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, that is. I, I I like his characterization. He's really Michael Keaton plays him like really scary in that scene where he like turns around in the car, but he's also like a family man. You get to see both sides of him. Absolutely. And like he's he's one of the villains that you can kind of not side with, but you can kind of understand. But like obviously we wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't yeah. strap a, a a pair of wings to my back, but I you can understand where he's coming from, being so mad about getting his job stolen out from under him. 
Yeah, I think I think so. I think, and one thing is, people are like, "Oh, is he really a bad guy?" Yeah, he yeah he's is. a bad guy. However, one of my biggest issues with this movie comes to one of the bigger scenes in it, and it kind of undermines his whole character, where he, like, grabs the gun and shoots the guy who's threatening to go reveal all this stuff to his family, and it's like, whoa, very menacing. And then he's like, "I thought that was the anti gravity gun." Yeah, like then he, he just committed manslaughter, but then. He goes right back in menacing music. He's like, you're the shocker now. And then he like tries to be menacing. And it's like, that kind of just, I feel like it undermined him for a funny quip of, Haha, he thought it was the gravity gun. Where I'm like, just have him be brutal. Who cares? I, I think, think it's showing him that he's not, like he doesn't kill people as the vulture. Like he's not planning on killing anybody. Uh, yeah, I guess. He, except he does try to kill Spider Man. He does. He does warn him. I he, guess. I mean, he he. If yeah. you wanna, if you wanna give him the his his fair day in court. And not to mention, he does drop him out of the sky. And well, well I mean, yeah. he didn't know he has a parachute. I'm just saying. So Look, I, I don't know that that scene undermined it, and that 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 comes to the fact that MCU movies struggle to pack a punch, and that's an example of that. Where it's like, just have him kill a guy, be menacing. Who cares? I'll buy into it. Why not? But it's like you know they they struggle. That's one of my bigger issues with the movie was that scene in particular. Well, I think the scene of him in the car is one of the best. Oh, I agree. MCU scenes. The reveal. Yeah. And him in the car, legendary stuff. Hundred percent. One pretty, of my favorite. Pretty scenes. menacing. Pretty Absolutely. stressful. Absolutely. The specification: I'll kill you. Like kill you dead. <laughs> Love it. Michael Keaton's awesome. Michael he, Keaton is awesome. Name one thing he's bad in. You I can probably think it. of something, but like, I, he's in Herbie Fully Loaded. He has fun in that. He's in Jackie Brown. He's awesome in that. He's in The Founder, which is like he's great. An he's, awesome. Oh, movie. he's even he's disgusting in The Founder. I hate him in The Founder. Well, we hate the, we hate the guy he's well, playing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I agree though. Right. Michael Keaton is awesome. Yeah, obviously. Love Michael Keaton. Great guy. Great actor. He's probably he's there's probably one movie he phoned in that we don't know about, but everything else he's awesome in. We've seen all the good stuff, clearly. We've yes. seen all the good stuff. Uh directed by John Watts with a big writing group including Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, and John Watts as well. Score composed by Michael Giacchino, done a lot of good things in the past, including the Star Trek remake themes, which I really like the music and I enjoy movies. those those movies. I did too. I did too. We can maybe do them sometime as well. Uh one one critique I did say is I really like the main theme that he creates for Spider Man in this one. It it's unique and doesn't How's sound too much like one thing. I mean, I I don't it's remember kind of hum it the, for me. No, I'm not humming it for okay. you. You never made me hum any of the scores before. I just wanted to hear it. No, um, you can play it after the show. I can, I can hum the elephant thing. It is it is heavily overplayed in this movie. It's like like because there's the main orchestra, but there's like multiple times where it's like just a flute or a clarinet just playing it like very upbeat, and it's like you don't have to have music at every moment of the movie. It's fine, and it is heavily overplayed. And that is consistent up until No Way Home. It's also very overplayed and Far From Home. But I loved the Vultures theme. You really uh, hear it when he first picks up Spider-Man, and it just swells as he soars this guy. Excellent. Really Spider-Man good. villains have good themes in movies. They do. They all, they really the always Prowler have. The Prowler theme in Spider-Verse. Absolutely. And that's even, one of the themes I can actually even, remember. Even in Spider-Man 3 with the heavily overplayed main score, the Sandman theme is art. As is the uh, the one that plays when he becomes the uh, when he gets the black spider suit and he's on the window. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, you know my what I'm goodness! About. And it you know zooms out. About. He goes. He looks you know at his hand. Oh. Yes, exactly. Excellent music there. Even when that's overplayed, they've got great, great scores for the villains. That's consistent throughout. Even Electro's score in Amazing Spider-Man Two, which I'll talk the about later. Thing? Yeah, yes, we will talk about. The, with like I, the, I, I kind of enjoy it. Oh, I, I, that was one. I told. I mentioned on the Amazing Spider-Man episode. One of my favorite parts of that movie was that score because. There's not many good parts of that movie, but we do want to get to the third movie, so we're not going to spend as much time. We on will the first not. We will not. We will not. We will I do want to say yeah. about the first one. Overall, I think we both agree it's a good movie. There's great scenes. It does set up the Prowler, which sets up Miles Morales later yes. down the road. So that's probably coming. I, have I, you seen the? Have you seen like the? I know you don't have TikTok. I do not, unfortunately. But there's a lot of 
kids on TikTok, okay. like teenagers, oh, that are pushing for them themselves to be Miles, like no acting experience. They're just like, I kind of look like him. I mean, honestly. But then, like, the obvious one is Miles Brown, who is who's from Blackish, the show. Oh, no, no. And he's Afro and Latino. Which Afro Latino, which is who what Miles Morales is. And that's, was, that's my that's my favorite. That, for it. that that sounds like a good option on that regard. I was thinking of people that I know. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin, who plays. Uh, he's also in, in a lot of people things. want him. I think he'd be ex- He's so good in Stranger Things. I think he's an excellent just choice because of acting ability alone. I haven't done as much research on it. Again, I'm not as big as Spider Man. Well, fan I was as you like because I was yeah like in like, the trenches because I was on. Like from all the No Way Home yeah, stuff, I was getting right. a lot of TikToks, and then they just started showing through. Like, I should be Spider Man. I was like, uh, I love the charisma, or I love the, I love the enthusiasm, but yeah, I think you have to have acting experience. Exactly, first. and and again, I think you know, I think it's exciting that we will possibly be getting that character in the future. I very much look forward to it at some point, especially after seeing Into the Spider Verse. Just a couple more things about No Way Home, and you're right, we can certainly move on. I would like also Shamik Moore, who plays Miles Morales in Spider Verse. Would be cool, but he is a bit older. He's twenty six, so maybe past past the due time for him. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I don't know. We'll see how it works. We'll, I mean, we'll see. Tom it's probably going to be a few years not, down the road. Is, is older than sixteen, so you know. Well, yeah, but it's probably going to be quite a few sure, years. Sure. Down the road. I, I'd imagine so. A couple more things about it. I loved the opening. I loved the setup with the villain, and also the film by Peter Parker. I thought it was hilarious. I liked that it, it was fun. Tells us what's happening there. Ten years later, though. Bit of a confusing. Um, yeah, the ti- they messed up the timeline. In bit this of a confusing one. timeline on that one because Avengers is supposed to be, in, excuse me, 2012, and that indicates that it was in 2010. Or if this was in 2012, Maybe then Spider-Man's 2022. So and it's then, now. And the, yeah, I, but I, also if he's the kid from Iron Man 2, it messes up the timeline as well. Nobody knows the timeline. But well, they, that's like a headcanon, and then the Russo brothers, I'm pretty sure, confirmed it. They they did actually. Yes. So I mean, like that's fun, but like it destroyed the timeline. The Russo brothers just say yes to random stuff that fans come up yeah. with at the time. They're, they're just they're, like, yeah, they're sure. Ul- the ultimate fan service directors. They're like, oh yeah, this this thing that doesn't have any bearing. Yeah. 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 Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk. Yeah. Hulk. Where's Tidy Whitey? Can't expect much from uh, the directors that came up with probably the worst time travel rules in the history of any movie. We'll, ever, we'll get to that in another. We'll get to episode. that in another episode. Absolutely. Uh, going down the list, what I've got here. Um, one difference from the McGuire and Garfield films, and I'll say this, and this is my one of my favorite things about it. Really nails neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. With the montage that at the beginning of the film, because I love Raimi and I love the Raimi trilogy, but good heavens, every single night there was a robbery or somebody got shot, and that's what New York's a New that's York's what a hard place. Tom McGuire had to go say, but in this, it's you know, it's getting a bike and it's saying hi to an old lady and stuff like that. And I just think that nails the guy that. makes him do the bat backflip. Yeah, exactly. This is actually friendly neighborhood Spider-Man compared to just Spider-Man, and I'm fine with that. I really was. I, I think I think that's great, but. It leads into another thing where this movie doesn't really know what it wants to do because Iron Man, the man who pulled him out of the neighborhood, who brought him to Germany to fight the Avengers, not an Avengers-level threat, literally the Avengers. <laughs> One of them being the Winter Soldier who was a confirmed psychopath. Regardless of saying Cap was pulling his punches, do we really... I mean, the headspace of the Winter Soldier was iffy at that point, with all due respect. Love Bucky, and Cap knew what was going on, but like... And he brings him out, brings him there, and then all of a sudden he's like, what are you doing? Why are you... Why are you doing what I basically initiated you to do? And that really bothers me. I get it serves for the plot, yada, yada, yada. Doesn't It doesn't make sense. It undermines Iron Man's character and makes him look like an idiot. Well, my because, biggest issue with the movie also has to do with Tony Stark. Yeah. I think that's a big issue. Interesting. 
If I, you want to say, do you want to see anything worse about it before I go on my tirade? I, I don't personally have an issue with Iron Man in the film and being too Iron Man reliant overall. I have an issue. Well, I don't have an issue with Iron Man being there. I, get in. I have an issue with what Iron Man does when he is there. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have had a problem if he was there. I had a problem with what he does and him lecturing him on doing too much. You brought him because you were outmanned because you were a moron. That's literally it. Your back was against the wall, and you brought him out, and now you're trying to reel him back in. That's just ridiculous, in my opinion, and undermines the character. Anyway. All right. You ready? This is the biggest issue that a lot of big Spider-Man fans had. We're buckling in. With this Spider-Man. And a lot of people called him Tony Stark Jr., which was referenced in No Way Home, which was, I, I kind of enjoyed. I remember that. It's on the, when J. Jonah Jameson's like showing the things, it says, Tony Stark Jr.? Question oh, mark. Yeah, yeah. It has a little crybaby Spider-Man. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, like he gets the suit, which I, 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 I enjoyed the design of the suit. But like, and then he like starts going, he like hacks it. So he starts going through the functionalities and has like every single thing you can imagine. So it just takes away him being the friendly neighborhood. Almost. Yeah, it takes away him designing new webs, which is a big part of Spider-Man. He go, goes back to his uh, Aunt May's house and then designs a new way to shoot a web or designs a new suit. But Tony Stark just gives him it. So now he's just, like, anybody could be Spider-Man at that point. Oh, you can't, yeah. obviously, because I can't climb walls. But if I have that suit, it's, I agree that with has that. an instant kill mode. I agree. I have a problem with the suit overall in general just because I don't like the way it looks. It's way too digitally touched up. Oh, yeah. The only, the all, only... The, all the Spider-Man suits in all the Spider-Man movies in MCU True. are way too... Wait, like, I, I, one thing I love about the Raimi is that it looked, it looked like it was there. Like, it was there. And Amazing Spider-Man was really... True. Very so, true, very absolutely. This it's just tactile. too it's too digitally touched up and it doesn't look real. And I it, think it half the time me. they don't even it feels like he's not even wearing the suit, but yeah. I know he's wearing it and then they just cover him in CGI. They just touch it up way too much. Way too much, way too much. Um my issue, Davis, is not even based on action or based on what the suit provides. It's the line, quote, I am nothing without this suit, where I just about threw my popcorn up. I mean, I'm like Really? That does set up a good scene later on. I understand it, what they're going for that. It does, but it does it shouldn't it have to happen. It does take away the Spider Man thing. It shouldn't though. have to happen. I don't think that's like plus not to mention, to be quite frank, based on what we saw, there was nothing about this suit that he'd experienced yet that gave him such an incredible advantage. You know what I mean? I think uh He had not like it's not like he'd gone two movies of using it and clear like I think that arc works on a multi-movie, him using it to defeat people type of situation. But that didn't happen. He just really liked it. Well, they it had fun. the arc, the story arc in it that he that he gets the suit taken away. He has to wear his homemade one. Yes, now that I And like. then he gets crushed under it. He can't use all the fancy gizmos and stuff. And I think they weren't really, they weren't sure if they wanted to, because they still wanted him to be like Tony Stark, like related to him. And I think if they really wanted to complete that arc, the next movie he wouldn't have used Tony Stark's suit, if you think about it. Because he learns that he can be without Tony Stark's suit, and the suit isn't what makes him Spider-Man. So but then when, he gets the suit anyway, yes. I, I thought that was a weird ending to it as well. So if you I, think, I yeah. Relaxed. So then he has, like, the, the nanotech one, which then they beat into the ground, thankfully. Oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, definitely. Um, but they just well. give it back to him, yeah, I think. But it, it, we'll, we'll, I'll discuss it later. I just, how it all yeah, wraps up. I think it just reflects probably on the character overall, and that line is a bit ridiculous. Also, um, just a couple more things. I liked the hinting at, uh, well, this actually brings up a problem in Far From Home. We'll get to that in a second, where he says, quote, May cannot know. I mean, after everything that's happened to her, referencing what seems to be Uncle Ben. But that kind of gets ignored in the second movie. We'll talk about that when we get there, of course. And finally, the my friends call me MJ was clunky. 
I mean, no disrespect. Oh, I think MJ's character for, through the first two movies was the second one is kind of better, but like she's the stereotypical, like alt, not even alt girl, like the emo against the system, which like I think there's a place for that in movies, and, but like they just turned it up to eleven. And again, it comes to the point of why, why bother with all that if she's going to be so different? Then why give her that name? Why is the name so essential? Like it's. That kind of just bothers I me. I don't mind her being MJ. Okay, I don't a lot mind of either. People, I think that reveal was clunky. Yeah, I, I I I don't necessarily disagree with that, but a lot of people are mad that she's MJ for you can I'm sure you can figure out for oh, certain Lord. reasons. But then they're like, well, technically her name's not Mary Jane, so there could be another Mary Jane Watson out there. No, there's not. They're not gonna have a redhead show and be like, oh, I'm MJ Watson. Exactly. No, there's already no. MJ Watson. That- He's not going to meet MJ in the college trilogy. He's going to meet Gwen Stacy, if anything, yeah. if that. Yeah. There's not going to be a redhead MJ. There, there wouldn't Zendaya be. Zendaya did great as MJ, in my opinion. Yeah, I lo- oh, Zendaya's she's, great. She's awesome. Grow up. Yeah. Get used to being... Uh, it, it's I, a, bring, it's I have a, a lot of issues moment. with no, people I, that it, have... I, we we so agree. Stupid. We agree with that. We agree on that 110%. At this point, look... I'm, I'm just going to say it. This is the simple fact of it. The acting job goes to the best person yes. for the job, not based on what their comic book character's race or anything else was. The if only the time best, it was. Yes, yes, but only time like Magneto, his character depends on him being Jewish. Some people, I, I, he, it does, but like you can change the, it. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have to be Jewish. He could be from another thing. I think it's and you can, not you reliant can, that he's Jewish, but it's reliant that. If he has to, he goes through like a. If you're telling that story and you're going to include that, yes. But I mean, you can tell a Magneto story, not necessarily without it. But you know, I, I well, agree. I was seeing things. We're going on an X Men tangent here, as we quick. always do. Uh, Magneto could be because there was talk that they could recast him as African American, or I guess technically in this case African, because he could be from the Rwanda genocide. Whoa, which That'd would be interesting. Be interesting. But because since obviously it's so far gone from the Holocaust, True. it, it time wise, they'd it, have th- to. They might. Then at that else. point, at that point, the argument can also be, and I think we can have a whole episode in this debate. Why not just write a different character? Like, why does he have to have that name? Just make a different character with that incorrect. Because that sounds like it would be an amazing story on mm-hmm. itself. Because there's, um, just incredible stories from people who lived through all of that. So that that's the question. But again, like, really, y'all, Zendaya's a great actress. And through she the lens official stances, we don't care. Like, if they change the race or gender or sexuality yeah. or anything of we're not we're not about to get in our care. soapbox and yell about that nonsense like if the character's if, a character the character's a character and if they do a great job they do a great job and that's that and if they don't do a great job it's because they don't do a great job not because of some other thing about themselves it's the acting is what we're there for yes. and the character in the film anyway that's our stance I like the movie. I don't. We're, think it, we're, we're gonna have a press conference later. Official statement yeah, coming out. We will expe- expect uh, expect a live stream. I will be I will uh, be yelling at people. Oh lord, oh lord. I don't know about that one now. Um, but yeah. So there's that as well as, I think it's a good movie. I don't also like Ned. have it higher. I do yeah, like I do, Ned, I do. But they basically a lot of people have been saying they basically made him Miles because Miles mm-hmm. has a Asian friend named Yank Yankee. I think is name is his name. Let's see. So they're saying that they basically made him that, but like, who cares? Yeah, Ned, I, Ned's cool. There's Ned leads in the comics. Yeah. Overall, I like the movie. I like uh, Tom Holland's interpretation of Spider Man. I don't think this movie is better, in my opinion. Skanky. In my opinion, Spider Man One or Spider Man Two of of the Raimi trilogy, but it's mm-hmm. the third. It's it's up there. It's certainly because it's better than both the Amazing Spider Mans, from in my opinion, and better than Spider Man Three as much as I think that movie's hilarious. So anyway, any I'll other final that. thoughts, Davis? Before? Uh, Nothing big. It just started off my issue with the Stark Reliance. Exactly, and it started off my sort of issue. I with, guess Civil War kind of started. But. And I think I think I wish the movies would help. Oh, one last thing. 
I really don't like how he tries to save the vulture, fails, and the vulture still survives. They should have. He does save him. He drags him out of it. No, no, but like he tries to pull him out of his suit and then fails, and then he explodes, and the vulture is still alive. I'm okay with that. I think it's him trying to save him is all that matters. I I agree, but pack the punch and kill the vulture. No, they no no no. They need to keep the they because Marvel movies have an issue with they kill off the villain. And when in reality they're a recurring villain in the comics. Fair, fair. So they, the, but vin, in, the vulture's going to come back, and I'm glad that he is because he's in jail. They need to keep him alive. In that scene, I would have rather him used his web and saved him rather than used his web, failed to save him. The vulture in, explodes, and then he pulls him out of the rubble perfectly fine. That's the issue. Save him as much as you want, but the way the scene ran, okay, I would have rather he died or just be saved. That's all. all right. That's my that was my last big issue. But again, everything else, all good. I thought it was a fun movie. It is. Which could be more violent, probably, just because I'm used to the Raimi trilogy packing as much of a punch as they did, but it is what it is. Anyway, on to Spider-Man 2, known as Spider-Man Far From Home. This comes after the events of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. We saw Spider-Man in both of those films getting the Iron Spider suit in Avengers Infinity War and then not feeling so good and disappearing in Avengers Infinity War and then reappearing at the end of Avengers Endgame. This film, of course, stars Tom Holland. We get Sam L. Jackson. We also get... uh, Zendaya back as MJ. We get Kobe Smulders at reprising her role as Maria Hill from The Shield. Happy. J.B. Smoove in one of my favorite cast editions of all time as Julius Dell. There's a fun fact about this. The role was written for Smoove after the writers and director enjoyed his performance alongside Holland in an Audi commercial short film produced to promote Homecoming. <laughs> and like, we must include his men. I love J.B. Smoove. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. One of my favorite actors and comedians out there. Walking Dead fans will know him as Walking Dead superfan that appeared on the post-show talk show and was the funniest part of that every time it happened, actually. That's like an old memory of mine. And then also, of course, we've got Jacob Batalon back as Ned. Um, let's see, going down. Mercy Tommy back as May. And, of course, the biggest of all of them, Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck slash Mysterio. Now, for all of those, all of those Taylor Swift fans out there that I'm sure listen to the podcast... We know we don't like Jake right now, but in this movie, Jake's pretty good. He's a so good actor. We're going to comment on Jake's No, no comment on how he is in relationships. No comment on his personality or what he did to our precious Taylor Swift, but just just warning hey, you guys. Skybar's apparently having a Taylor Swift thing with Ben Brood. Oh, good lord. I'm not sure if she's coming to Skybar. Probably not. I can imagine but she I, would is not. But it's a Taylor Swift to... night coming soon. All right, so I expect some people to walk out there with Jake Gyllenhaal t-shirts. I don't know. But again, just want to let we the people know. We dress up like Mysterio. Because I dared to go see. You dress far... up like Robert Graysmith. I'm Mysterio. Oh, lord. I dared to go see uh, No Way Home with Corinne, uh, my friend Corinne, and said, oh, man, Jake Gyllenhaal last movie was great, and she was very upset at that comment. So He was good. He's uh, he, very he, good he, he, He's a good actor. Anyway, good actor. Sorry, on people. to this film, directed by John Watts, a lot thinner ri- uh, writer's List with Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. It released in 2019. Runs for two hours and nine minutes. It made $1.13 billion. It is the seventh official Spider-Man solo film. What a movie, really. What a what a turn by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Back-to-back Spider-Man movies where my favorite part is the villain. This is the trend. You've said it. I think, great villain yeah. themes and great villains. I That's think Mysterio is the best part of this movie. I have a lot oh, of absolutely. issues otherwise Whoa. with it. I very good. It, and Dave's it, taking it really, away. It really stems from the humor of it because this is like the peak Marvel. Like, oh, it's, they're behind me, isn't isn't it? Like that that kind of <laughs> like humor. Like, I mean, like it has its like maybe one or two. T- uh, I don't know, but like I remember I watched it. With Jack, he was there. He didn't really watch. He was there. Actually, he did kind of watch it, and he had a lot of issues with the humor as well. And if he were here, I'm sure he could remember exact instances. 
But I think because a lot of people make fun of Marvel for doing that, like the like the over the top, really pandering humor that like appeals to the most people. I mean, I guess like from a money standpoint, that's the smart thing to do. But it really did not land for me. Uh, Mysterio is obviously awesome in it. Some people have the issue that he's so connected to Tony Stark, but I think that it, it was okay. That's one thing I want to say. A lot of people have issue with the villains being connected to Stark. That's really only films. happened. Mysterio, I kind of Vulture since he steals Stark stuff, but I, yeah, I mean that's really I the only one he created. Stark really, really like the fact that it connects the universe. Yes, this does a lot better than again random solo villains who are world threats. This is you know it's a connecting, fa- and I that's when you build the universe have those connections. You know what I mean? That's my that's to be quite honest. That's the one thing the CW Ar- Arrowverse got very right of all the many flaws of that entire run CW shows in general it was they connected everything so well and it felt like a living breathing universe instead of just things that happened to exist next to each other which is what the MCU feels like at times I jumped off the arrow show pretty quick like I didn't like I was maybe two seasons mm-hmm. and I don't remember any episode I'll admit I really really enjoyed it I really did arrow yeah. more than most of them a lot more than the flash the flash just seemed to fall apart before our eyes it, from what it, I understand. it has been quite quite the experience CW shows good. have a tendency Indeed. to do that I would say I would say so I, I would agree Riverdale, with that but again I watched a like over the break I was watching Riverdale like video essays Davis, about how I cannot bad it begin is. to explain to you how good season 1 was but compared to all this but we'll save that for another day and another topic and another debate. <laughs> they, Riverdale made a multiverse episode because of Spider-Man. They made a lot sure. of things. They made a lot of things. Um, Jughead No, I did, 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 did. <laughs> um but it, this makes it feel more like a living breathing universe. I, just, like I do want to say like yeah go ahead. about the Riverdale thing I've never watched it. Just watched a lot of videos about I it. I figured not. Break, Most so. people haven't watched it Davis. I don't so watch it. Quite, it's quite all right. As you were um, saying one thing I will say, uh, this is very interesting for me, is both these movies, Watts' um, style involves dropping us in the middle of what will be the eventual plot rather than Peter Parker or Spider-Man. You know what I mean, Davis? Mm-hmm. Like where it's 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 we meet Mysterio or we meet the Vulture, then we get to see Spider-Man. Um, but I really I, okay. You Chris on the comedy, the opening tribute. That on the class, I don't mind. I don't really mind was that. Hilarious. Was, yeah, I don't mind it as much with the Getty images. <laughs> Some people, I, I I did see a thing. They're like, "Why is it so bad if it's an art school?" Think about that. It's bad on purpose for the humor of it. Because it's, it's a high school. It, it looks like some high stuff we did show. back on iMovie. Yeah. Back yeah. in, back like in that's, freshman year. It's particularly year. funny to Alex and I because we did that. We, we were we were working through iMovie for many many many. Hey, months. I was good at uh, Final Cut. Hey, we hey, we did some good work. I got posted on the Edo Facebook. Smith. Edo Smith. There Edo, we go. Yeah, you know, he, he reposted it. Maybe there I can't really remember. He, I thought he did. Yeah, I thought he did. He probably um, did. I stole a lot, half of that video from. But I like video. all that. My biggest issue with this film, and it, it's fine because their chemistry is there. They're great. I like them. Is the just immediate painful exposition of this is my plan because I really really like MJ, and I'm like based on what. Oh, well, Based there's a lot of stuff on... we don't see. Like, they still go to school together. But I, don't, I don't mind that. But there was nothing from the previous film. Nothing, in my opinion. Well, there's there's a time period between that and this, mm. and I don't mind mm. it. I don't mind that. I personally do not. Would you rather have had the whole movie, them, like, flirting, and then at the end they finally get together? Honestly, I, I buy that more. Uh, I don't mind. Because there was already awkward tension the whole time. We don't need that. This is why I like MJ so, so much. And then Ned's like... That plan's not going to work, and his literal response is the plan to work because these are the things that I like about her. It's like it was like such a 
this is why I like school paper that your teacher makes you write. Where it's like, all right, here's things I got to state. I got to check off these boxes. Like, no, I, I don't know. I didn't buy it, to be quite honest. Yeah, I don't mind I'm it. nitpicky. And I'm nitpicky because of another thing I'll talk about in this. I, I don't like that all of his friends conveniently got dusted with him. I'm just going to say it. I think the I think the the blip had a great opportunity for serious world changing type tension. Falcon Winter Soldier gets into that. This Speaking movie of, doesn't. It passes it like a joke, and I'm like, man, I go like, oh, Brad, really. Speaking of Brad, actually, I'll get back to Brad. Uh, on the blip, I think Marvel has missed their chance. They, I guess, they still kind of have a chance to have shows or media in the Marvel universe not focused on the superheroes like a, a a blip show a show that talks about the blip or shows like instances of the blip and how it's affected people Agreed. or like I think a, a law show my favorite my favorite scene from endgame is captain america's like yeah. uh the therapy session in the circle we that, talked to the russo that brother was, that was exactly that legendary moment i think awesome some, the scene. blip stuff is some of the best stuff to come exactly, out of that exactly. uh, my, one of my favorite scenes is when ant-man comes back and he's like, what happened here? Absolutely. And they finally see his daughter. Absolutely. And then they've kind of just, this really turns it into, forget the blip, Tony Stark's dead, this is very sad. And this movie also kind of, I feel like, messes up the solo thing because it's like all the other Avengers are unavailable. Why is Doctor Strange unavailable? We never got it. Well, he, never... he has to protect the same Storm is how like. I kind of see it. But he I mean, can't, the, he can't like. These are evidently interdimensional beings. Was I think. He protects the fabric of the, our reality. Well, these are interdimensional beings, apparently. Uh, I. I and he does to not be gonna, quite he has to, honest, he has to get a flight to Germany. To be quite honest, Davis, that gets very undermined by the plot of No Way Home. Very. The interdimensional being part. No, the fact that he's got to protect. He's got. He's busy. I know. Whatever. We'll Evidently, in No Way movie. Home, he's not very. Well, busy. he's we'll not. Talk the, about no, no, no. Actually, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme by Far Way Home, so he is available. No, he's not the sort. Oh, you're right. He is available. I guess ah! maybe he's doing his own thing. He might have been busy. No, that that's where this movie fails because that's that that the the problem is the movie tries to address the MCU issue of world threat. Where are the Avengers? This one just says he's unavailable. I don't buy it. That's honestly annoying to me because I I treat it like a universe. It should be a universe anyway. So would I, you rather them? Fa- would you want him to FaceTime him? He'd I'd be rather. Like, than, oh, uh, I'm in Aruba right now. I can't go. They should have planned up giving him a solo movie. That's what they've normally done. Mm. Solo movies during times. That's how. That's like they've like. I'm a, I don't mind it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what are your other big? Gripes with this uh, the Edith glasses, really and truly. I mean, like obviously you shouldn't give them to Peter. Whatever. I can. I guess I can suspend Tony's prideful. He gave it to him because he likes him. But it's just the that's the it's the MacGuffin of the whole movie. And I get uh, whatever his name is has to get him. But like that is like the most powerful thing on the earth at that point. It controls a ton of drones. If Peter wanted to, or if it got into the wrong hands, if Jake Gyllenhaal really wanted to. He could have overthrown the government or something, but uh, thankfully he didn't. I guess not. Thankfully, it's a fake universe. I don't really sure. Care. He could yeah. He could have called he could have, drone strikes and like every government yes. leader, which is kind of the whole issue of this of why the Avengers were so powerful because they literally have that. Did power at, their grip. at the end of the movie, he didn't destroy the glasses either, or they took him in No Way Home. Actually, yeah, they acquiesced him. Yes, that's not yes, the right they word. Did. I don't think. Um, they did. That's right. And go ahead. Another issue I have. Uh. Yeah, you have to come back to me. I forgot what my so, pick was. So, a couple things. One, just for reference for you guys listening to home, this movie is about Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, being, quote, from another Earth, proving that the multiverse is real and that these interdimensional elementals have shown up on on this Earth and that he is there to stop them. However, the great plot twist, and again, John Watts has a talent for villain reveals, by the way. 
the great the great plot twist is, and you know Mysterio's a villain, so a lot of people were going and were expecting it, but he's so convinced. A lot of people like, weren't. Go- they thought he was a hero. I knew he was a villain. From I just did too, seen. but like a lot of people, but he that, convinced me. A lot of people that weren't familiar with the comics that Mysterio's a big trickster. They're like, oh, there's a new hero. He's through the movie, I was convinced, and then that reveal in the bar is excellent. I knew he was gonna he was gonna have a heel turn eventually. It's excellent. However, this movie also introduces one thing I very much have a problem with with this movie and the previous one is the fact that. They're they're much like the the Amazing Spider-Man films. There is no hidden identity like threat. Like he's just working on Web in the science lab. They're working on alien tech, and nobody notices in the first one. In this, he walks around with his mask off. He like, and of course the joke is MJ figures out because it's obvious. But the point is it's that obvious. Like he's and then he's sitting as Spider Monkey with his mask off. All it takes is people to make the connection. <laughs> the the fact monkey. that Night Monkey and Spider-Man are clearly the same person, and it's boom, figured it out. But um, well, how much news coverage is America gonna give to Night Monkey? I don't know, man. If you really think about it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But Fox that, is that's gonna... an issue I have. And however, one of my favorite things, a movie that is not subtle. There is that subtlety when Nick Fury says, "Quote: He's from our world, or our Earth, just not your world." Mm. Or he, he said, "He's from Earth." Just not your world. No hour in that. So there's that. And then, of course, later he mentions Captain Marvel and Nick Fury says, quote, do not invoke her name. Because they are, as we later see in the reveal, Skrulls, which again, why the heck haven't we learned what's happening there with Nick Fury? I, there's I, a new show going on. Oh, there's Secret a- Invasion. They're, oh, they're recording it right yeah. now. Okay, well, think we'll get some connection there because I love Nick Fury. I love Samuel Jackson. He's great. He's a cool guy. He is. He really is. A little undermined by his great, uh, his great, um, I mon or I monologue just being a cat scratching him. But, I haven't you know, seen Captain uh, Marvel. I know you watched it for your film class. Not very happy about that one, Davis. What other things about this movie really stand out to you? Well, we can we can also talk about the end of the implications to tie it into No Way Home. Uh, Go ahead, I Davis. think I've pretty much touched on all my things. I think I had a nitpick. Oh, my nitpick was that why it, Peter in all of the movies could fix so many problems by just explaining himself better. Obviously, Such No as? Way Home. Uh, in this one. If he, uh, oh, what was my example? It, let me find it. I have it written down. Peter does learn uh, most of the movies. In the third, in, in No Way Home, I think he, if he just talked to Doctor Strange just a little bit before the spell was cast, none of that would have happened. But well, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly talk about that um, shortly. A lot where of did I write it? Oh Lord, Davis. I, I know I wrote it. I remember. Well, I got some notes it. here. If, I, if you want me to keep going. Most of the movie's issues would have been fixed as Peter knew how to talk like a human and explain things. <laughs> but I didn't give examples for some reason. I wrote it this at like 11 p.m. last night. That's fair. That's respectable. Um, going down the list of things that I've got, I'm going to say right now, I love all the Mysterio character. I love him saying, Tony fired me because I'm unstable. And then that training scene shows he's unstable because he's like, do you want a bullet in your head? And then the drones go on them and it's like, oh, 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 oh. I think also, it was kind of fun, like showing the VFX suit and him being like, "Okay, let's run it again." Yeah, I think yeah, that was, yeah. Kind of, that was a fun, I, I do so. I, I, I do as well. One issue I still kind of don't really understand is one: his story as Mysterio, even though it's supposed to be fake, doesn't make any sense at all because these elementals were so hard. He was one of the last battalions to fight them, but they destroyed his Earth. Meanwhile, he's destroyed three by himself. I, well, he is crazy. They, I, I'll just say that. And then yeah, I guess that's my just, I guess they're, they're all gullible, as he says later on. Um, well, yeah, it's, if, if it was actually Nick Fury, I bet he wouldn't have fallen for it. But I do wonder how exactly it all goes with those drones and stuff, because there, wouldn't there be bullet holes places where they cause a destruction? Like, how do they? I don't know. Maybe that's a question. for That's too serious. We'll have to question. ask John Watts that. We'll have to ask John Watts that. Um, but the scene where they where Peter Parker goes to see, goes to see Nick Fury and... 
uh, Mysterio and Peter fight in that multi-illusion within illusion. Yes. Honestly, one of my scene. favorite scenes in the MCU. All CGI, but still one of the better uses of just CGI. With some amazing, amazing lines, including, uh, let's go down, I control the truth, Mysterio is the truth, when we see his huge statue. Yeah. And then also, if you were good enough, maybe Tony would still be alive. Awesome. And he comes out of the grave. The master manipulation. And then when he got hit by the train in the theater, I was there in theaters at like 11.30 at night watching it. Like there was like an audible gasp from people. Because we were like, what just happened? He just got whacked. And then the I think the Netherlands. That from that point on, the climax is pretty good. I agree. Uh, most of my issues kind of go away with it by then. There was kind of the, the odd joke in there when they're like, when, when Happy's with the kids and like they hit it, whatever. Uh, or, or like when they like, they start explaining themselves like right before they're about to die, and MJ's like, "Oh, I, I say what I think because whatever." Yeah, that was that was that was a bit much. That was a bit much. Yeah, and I will say, or it, we, it was funny when we said I was in love with this. We talked. Yeah, that was funny. That was. I agree. We've had some discussions of uh, awkward high school awkwardness. My critiques of Amazing Spider-Man one and two, but the MJ Peter Parker awkwardness in this very nice. The the. Super romantic climactic kiss that is not as super romantic as is the standard of movies. I applaud. I applaud. I mean, why why not? I mean, make it awkward because that's such is the life of a high schooler, I imagine. Such is the life of a nerd like Peter Parker, which they do a pretty good job making him feel like an outcast, though. Also, Uh, he's not really. uh, He goes to an art school where they're all smart. Good point, good point, good point, good point. But I guess I don't know. He's like the lead of his debate team. True, 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 true. I guess I don't I, mind. I don't mind that characterization either. But I will say, um, the moment when you see Flash texting his mom when he puts on the edit glasses and Flash says, "Mom, Dad, I haven't heard from you guys in a while," and then he shows oh, up at the end and he's so sad. It's his like car driver. A little, little, little bit of insight into that character. I like that. Um, yeah, just the end of the movie. I really like the whole final fight scene. Uh, I love when Happy when he gets when he just looks at him and they have that talk about Tony and he mm-hmm. builds the suit. Solid, and then they play the back and they play back in black, and he says, yeah. "I love Led Zeppelin," which I think is kind of funny, but also Iron Man had a good soundtrack. I'm just saying, the hype music, a good choice, a good choice. Um, yeah, I like this movie, and more importantly, the huge mid credit scene where we learned that Peter Parker is Spider Man. However, one issue I had, and I mentioned this earlier, this is my last thing I'll talk about, and then we can go on, but it kind of ties together with the ending there, is the fact that the B- Spider Man. Uh, homecoming is about he can't let Aunt May know he can't let anybody know and then he and Aunt May are just doing these fundraisers together very closely tied together Spider-Man and Aunt May and then he goes web swinging on a date with Zendaya or MJ where it's like it just kind of throws away the whole they can't know now it's like people are gonna I get it but it's just it's it's kind of like it like throws that entire idea away essentially and I don't really like that personally but I really like the showing how these things had an effect on him. Like the interview scene where, where he's at the interview pool and the reporters are like, are you the next Iron Man? And he just like loses it. Good scene. Tom Holland, very good actor. Yeah. Those who have seen The Impossible know this. I haven't because seen it. Sorry. My mom's like favorite movie. She watched it anytime it's on. It's crazy. Well, I'll, probably, I'll, I'll probably hear that hear from her. Like, yes, she it. will. Yeah, If she listens to this, she will. You imagine a text in our group chat as she does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's that ending where we learn that Mysterio is able to convince the world and not convince the world that Spider-Man killed him by revealing that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and his final lines are people will believe anything before he dies, and that is the case here. But, man, the illusion with an illusion, the seeing the spider sense in action, I loved that ending, and I love this setup, Davis. What did we think of it and how this movie ends? Uh, I remember it was, yeah, it was a big setup. Jane Joe Jameson came back with... Uh, My man. With, uh, 
J.K. Simmons. I yep, almost forgot his the name. Da- in the DailyBugle.net. And well, he's yeah, he's an obvious parody he, of Alex Jones. Which is pretty so funny. obviously a parody of Alex Jones. It's <laughs> hilarious. Like down to just everything. In, in No Way Home, which we're about to get to, he's a menace. Like he's tracking down. He is like way worse than J. Jonah Jameson in the Rainbow. Exactly, trilogy. exactly. As 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 I've said before, one of my favorite moments, some of my favorite moments of the Raimi trilogy are J. Jonah Jameson's honorable moments where he doesn't give up the yeah. photographer who gets the photos of Spider Man. Comes in the mail versus when, know he, he is. when he when he verbally annihilates Eddie in all of thirty seconds and is this, you know, in flamboyant dude is like, how dare I have to print a retraction? Like that shows that he's semi honorable. Yeah. He's a jerk and he was a money grubbing Moron in some instances, but in this and in No Way Home, awful. Yes, awful. But yeah, now I think I, I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, but I like Far From Home. It's not better than Homecoming, in it's my not. opinion. There's more issues with it than Homecoming. I think overall, it's just I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, me. I would. I would too. I think um, I'd give Homecoming probably an eight, eight and a half out of ten. I'd give it more of an eight, I think, maybe a bit lower. I'm just not very high on these movies personally, because I'm kind of tired of the MCU formula and all the comedy yes, that comes with too. them and the lack of punch that these movies have. But also hilarious Audi uh, product placement. Did you notice when that big first fight with the or that fight with the volcano elemental? Yeah, they drive into like drive Mexico in with, or wherever with, they were. No, no, no. They like they and they just drive to go fight the the um. The, vol- the volcanic lava one, and for some reason they just cut to Fury and Hill just driving in their Audi. Mm. They're not saying anything. You hear what Mysterio and Spider-Man say over the comms, but there's nothing just so we can see the car, which I oh. think is hilarious. Well, you see the Audi in, like, Audi in the first, like, the first, like, when he drives in. I think it is Audi. I think I say it wrong. Uh, whatever actually. it is. But, like, when, he, I guess he's in Mexico, or, like, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, wind yeah. one. Yeah. They're driving, they drive an yep. Audi in there. And then you also uh, see it as well in when he steals Flash Car in Homecoming, so I just think that's all hilarious. But, yeah. I like this movie. I think there's I think there's some good things. I love Mysterio. Uh I I like the threats. I like the whole the final fight scene, the climax is great. But again, just some issues with just the way the movie works, the plot, the Iron Man esque things, and kind of how it doesn't it doesn't connect well to Homecoming in a lot of where that movie finished off. This kind of just reintroduces a lot of plot lines that I don't know. It just you know, kinda of a lot of man moments like that for me. And just maybe I agree with you too much on the comedy. But now, Davis, it's time for the best. Marvel Spider-Man movie. Agreed. MCU actually. Spider-Man movie. I agree. Well, yeah. then again, now apparently these are in the MCU, so Oh, I guess that's true. It's still not better than Spider-Man 2. Well, no yes, disrespect not. meant because my best man... Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Agreed. Agreed. By far. No Way Home starring Tom Holland Zendaya and we learn her name is Jones Watson, the yes. hyphenated there on that one. We've got Benedict Cumberbatch and Question here, co-writer Chris McKenna described Strange as the, quote, voice of reason in the film. I don't know if I concur with that based on Strange's actions, but I guess that's teach their own interpretation, but I don't know if I concur with that at all. We got Ned Leeds, Battle On, back as Ned Leeds. Battle On between films, if you notice something different, he lost 102 pounds between yeah, the movies. Good for, good him. for him. Good for him indeed. I like, and, I like Jacob Battle On. And now his, now his uh, magic powers possibly introduced. He could be getting his own movies in the future. We'll see. We look Maybe. forward to that. Possibly. I like him. He's great. Uh, then going down the list, we got Favreau as Happy Hogan again. Jamie Foxx returns as Max Dillon or uh, and Electro. The character was redesigned. We'll talk about that. Willem Dafoe, mm. our king, back as Norman Osborn Phenomenal. slash the Green Goblin. Literally the best. We'll get to Quite that. some trick. Absolutely. That's some trick. Absolutely. Um, and he was concerned that uh, 
Actually, that was Molina. I'll talk about that. Molina. Alfred well, Defoe Molina. said he'd only come back if they let him do his stunts. Yes, which know. is the greatest thing ever because he is old. But He's, I, I bet he, uh, t- hedging bets right now. I'm gonna say sixty-three. I'm gonna Thoughts? say. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm gonna I, say I he's sixty-one. Sixty-six. Whoa, Willem Defoe looking good for sixty-six years he old. Good for awesome. him. Good for him. Way to go, Willem Defoe. And then Alfred Molina back as Otto Octavius' Dr. Octopus. He was concerned about how he'd be able to perform physically being older, but I think he was it awesome. Was, the, the arms were CG this time. Okay, so. I, have an, I have an overall issue with that, but I'll talk about that in a, it, when we... Actually, no, I'll talk about it right now. So Tom Holland in a hilarious Hot Ones interview, which I love Hot Ones, hilarious YouTube uh, video. I'm sure everybody listening has already seen those before, our YouTube series. He was like... So how was it different? It's like, yeah, so uh, in the in the original movie, they only used practical, and now they had CGI, so it was totally different. They obviously used CGI in the in the Sp- in Spider-Man yes. 2. The idea that the whole movie was done with practical arms, and like multiple people repeated this over and over again. I'm like, that's not what happened. Well, it's, it's when it's connect when you can see it connected yes, to his back. It's, it's now permanently usually C- it's like permanently practical. CGI, yeah. but like there were clear and obvious moments when he used it. And I just thought that was hilarious because multiple people kept re-reporting that, and I was like, guys, let's CGI, like, yeah, because he was describing, like, yeah, so back then they didn't have CGI is what he said. And I was like, what in the world? Was he doing it in his American accent or was he talking <laughs> British in the interview? I did in the British accent, so I, I don't know. But I was like, Tom, I no. I didn't have CGI back then. Like, like, he was talking like there was, like, nothing. I was like, it's so obvious. <laughs> but um, I can think of a few ev- times now. There's a now, lot of, they, they CGI Spider-Man quite a now bit, Now, make too. no mistake, the scenes when it's practical in Spider-Man 2 are some of my favorites. I love that when they he, built the ah. sets. I love when they built the sets. Oh, my gosh. When they built the arms. So good. They all had different names, too. Yes, they did. They I did, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, for, for pure production reasons, anyway. But, yeah, Molina back. Oh my gosh, so good! You ever seen the clip of Willem Dafoe in the arms? Yes, that's a hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's this so is how funny. I want you to perform it, Alfred. <laughs> that was so funny. I, lo- I love that. Willem scene. just shows up. Dafoe just shows up on sets sometimes. Dafoe's the man. We know this. We know this. Love Willem Dafoe and everything. Um, Marissa Talmay back as Aunt May and was described as the writers realized she was playing more of an Uncle Ben role, including a very famous paraphrase line. We'll get to that scene when we get there. Andrew Garfield. I told as you as Peter Parker. Slash I was showing Spider-Man. you the leak. You didn't believe me. I I, I was faith. not convinced. I had Toby Maguire as Peter Parker as well, referred to as Peter Two or the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man in the official websites, mm. which is interesting. That is what he called himself in the first film, so that makes sense. And then, most importantly, now Davis, I want to tell this story right now. I attempted to see this movie after getting my wisdom teeth removed. How to get the day Did that you drink premiered. pineapple juice? I. I could not go. I would. I in terms of in terms of pain, I was good. In terms of delirium, I was fine. I just could not move my bottom jaw, and I wouldn't have been able to talk. And when I see movies, good. I love to talk about them. No, not during them. After okay. it. After okay. it. Davis. Davis. Say. Come on now. I'm not a cheerer during movies. I don't cheer. I do I not might, either. I might lean over and whisper something to someone I'm watching it with, but I won't I, cheer. I do not either. Except I did for one moment in this movie. I had one solitary clap. Chris did that too. Chris doesn't. Chris is like me. He doesn't cheer, but he like when Andrew Garfield showed off, he went, and then he looked at me. He went, "What have I done?" <laughs> I cl- so I clapped when Tobey Maguire showed because I knew it was going to happen. But the second that I was like, I just did one, and then I was like, "Okay, we're done." But. Cause I freaked out, but I nearly jumped out of my seat. So I did. I saw it a few days later. Uh, my friend Corinne went. We went to see it uh, again, and I was like, "Yes, let's go. We get to see it again." For the, and I saw it for the first time on a su- on a Sunday at three p.m. And the theater was packed. Oh, it's like every Whoa. time. This the, the one issue I kind of have with this movie. I'm kind of worried on a rewatch that it was made for theater reactions. Because I, I recently saw the Andrew Garfield when he shows up, without. 
people cheering, and it has like a sitcom kind of timing. Like he jumps in, he's like, "Oh, oh, uh, uh, Jacob Adelon's grandma or uh, Ned's grandma," and then he takes off the mask and he pauses for like two seconds. He goes, "Okay." Yep, it's like it's like they paused for a cheer, like yes. they would, like like if you watch Friends, it, with, it, it worked. Like if you watch Friends without the laugh track, you're right. The reason I don't like cheering in movies, I personally, because you can't hear what they're saying. And when Tobey Maguire comes in, I had no idea what he said. I agree, but he said like, "Can I? Is it okay if I come through?" That's what he said. So that's the one reason I was happy I went later because I was going to see it twice anyway. Because I knew if I'd seen it that night, it would have been an experience. It would have been crazy. It was. It, it was the, the cheering was all. It was it's, awesome. I'll yeah, admit. like I when I saw Infinity cheer. War opening night and Thor appears with the Bring Me Thanos. That is still the most electric moment I think Bring I've ever witnessed in my life. When he appears and yeah. like people lost, have you their seen minds. the edit where they add the immigrant song over that? So yes. Like, ah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that would have been kind um, of cool. Be so yeah. So I saw it then, and when Charlie Cox as Daredevil showed up on screen, I just about fainted in the theater. There- I, I was I was freaking out because I'm gonna say this again, and I'm gonna say this to you, Davis. You better be listening to me while I say this, Davis Carroll. I am. You need to watch Daredevil. I've watched the first three episodes. Davis, I just, let's I'm go. bad about shows. Davis, that show is something else. And Charlie Cox is born to play Daredevil. And that show is amazing. And when he showed up, oh my goodness. I'd heard the rumors. Feige had said, if anybody's going to play Daredevil, yes, it will be Charlie Cox. But when he showed up, and how about when he caught The Rock? Wasn't that hilarious? So, yeah, it was a good moment. However, there there was deleted scenes, quite oh. a few deleted scenes, oh. and one of them was going to be some more Daredevil, him in the court, like getting Tom off or Peter off, him in the interrogate, or he shows up in the interrogation and helps. Him. That's what I heard. That and was instead of having the Rock from like him catching the Rock, which I obviously they have to they have to do that for the fans that don't know about Daredevil, which was yeah. apparently quite a few. Yeah, evidently TikTok was going crazy about Daredevil because they were like, "Who who was this?" And everybody started watching, and they started doing thirst traps for him. Because I didn't I didn't have to I didn't have to endure those. Thankfully, I the just, show I just heard about the show him. is so amazing. Anyway, go on, Davis. What are you gonna say? But it was gonna have a scene between like I think Ma was gonna be there, and Peter was gonna be talking to Daredevil or uh, Matt Murdock about uh, vigilante justice, basically. And how uh, it's dangerous, but it can't be necessary. So it kind of hints that Matt Murdock has in in like a view into it, without having the obvious. He catches it. Yeah. So I think that would have been more subtle. I probably would have liked it more, but I understand why they went for the rock. It was still a good moment. Yeah, it's a long. Everybody movie. Understood. To... So everybody's like, this blind guy just caught that rock. This guy's not normal. Oh my gosh, I was I I was so excited because <laughs> I was I was too because I. Right when right when it changed scenes and I saw and I like I saw his hand, I was like that's Daredevil I didn't have to see him like hit the thing down because someone was keeping up was, with leaks this guy over here yeah you were you were indeed I was just because you know the way that show that series ended with season three I want some more Daredevil content I'm I'm hoping we can get some and then also you've got Reese Ivins as the Lizard Doctor Connors did he actually he voiced him okay I haven't. I'm not but, convinced that he did but because it the, did not sound anything like but him. But the scenes at the scenes where they show up at the end is recycled. Yeah, I know and that. Also, Thomas Hayden Church as the Sandman. He him. And also, of course, there's that end credit scene with Tom Hardy as Venom. We'll talk about that at the very end of the implications of that. But that also raises a very interesting question because with so we know Tom Hardy and Morbius are in the same universe, mm-hmm. right? 
because Morbius says I am Venom and whatnot. But then we also see the Vulture in Morbi in the Morbius trailer. That, that's so a that's a whole other thing. We're we gonna have to figure that out. Too much to get there. into. We're gonna figure out when we get there. But this movie, directed by John Watts, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers, back to write, composed again by Michael Giacchino with some great scores. Released on December 17th, 2021, two hours and 28 minutes, a budget of $200 million, and so far it has made $1.691 billion. I was, kind, I, was, I, I was kind of pushing, hoping that this would beat Avatar, but it didn't. No disrespect. It's probably not going to. Hey, speaking of that, Avatar 2 releasing later this year in December. I'm looking Who forward cares? to it. Don't hey, care. man. Hey. Um, but let's talk about this movie, Davis. Let's talk about it right now, because this movie picks up right where the last film leaves off. It picks up right with him realizing that his identity has been revealed, right when he's swinging with MJ, and then he goes and picks her up, and they swing and have this great swinging scene through the subway, and then his, the world comes crashing down. Everybody knows he's Spider-Man. That's when we get the trial, because, like, you killed a guy, but then it's like, you know, and then Charlie Cox works his magic as Daredevil. Which Matt we didn't Murdock get to see. Magic. Unfortunately, I wish we could have seen some more on that, because it seemed a bit like, oh, yeah, you're free now. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that one. But... We get all that, and then... And also, he didn't defend Happy because Matt Murdock has a thing about only defending innocent people, and he knew Happy was had stolen something. Oh, yeah, so yeah, So he can yeah, hear his heartbeat. That, oh, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Whoa, yeah. Okay, Daredevil fan over there. He's got schooled. I've only seen three episodes of the show. Look, man, look, man. How many times have you seen this movie? Two. I've only seen it once, so okay. not in my okay. defense, in my defense, things are not as fresh in the brain as my as. Plus, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I wanted I was, to see it again. I was still on the pain medication, Davis. So I don't, I don't know if I, how. Maybe how that's much why you stuff. didn't like it. No, we'll get to that, Davis. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to all that right now. Okay, we'll get to all that. Um, so then he tries to apply to college. He tries to get life normal, but then they will not accept him because of his ties as Spider Man or his friends because they know he is Spider Man, and that leads him to Doctor Strange's door. Mm-hmm. And that leads him to a terrible scene, in my opinion. A I'm not, scene I that I did not—we did not like it in the trailer, and we said this has to be different than what it seems it, like. It, well, Doctor and Strange ended up being Doctor Strange the whole movie. It's the exact same yeah. thing. It is exactly as we thought in the trailer. So, therefore, my criticism remains. My criticism remains the fact that this is so reckless and so stupid, and so the idea that. He could be so easily distracted by a kid while giving a spell. Meanwhile, during the greatest war of human history, he's sitting there just stopping some water. He's good to go. <laughs> he's good to go. He can look at Tony Stark, put up the finger number one, and do all that. But Peter says, don't forget MJ. And he's like, nah. And I'm like, what? Really? Really? No. I dislike it completely. I think it, that they had. It feels out of character. I get that he's reckless. I get that he's the vi- the vigilante of all the people, all the wizards, I guess. No, there's, they have an official term. Sorcerers. Sorry, sorcerers. But this is absurd. I, it had to move the story along. I'm not sure how else they would have. So I, I get that. I get that. But but if Peter had just talked like a regular person and been like, hey, can we cast a spell, but uh, everybody that I love remembers me? Why, yeah, why didn't Doctor Strange say, okay, you're sure you want everybody? Because, again, as we later learn with... With the spell at the end, that includes Doctor Strange himself would have forgotten if the spell if the spell actually got cast as intended. I do have an issue with the forgetting thing. So does his digital footprint go away too, or is like MJ going to be like, who in the world are these? This kid with pictures on my 
who is on my lock screen right how, now? How that magic works is confusing, but I'm glad they didn't try and explain it. Yes. I'm glad they left it. Well, I'm worried that they film. might try to explain mm. it later on because we'll MJ and Ned are going to remember him we'll eventually. Well, yeah, we'll get to that, how it all how the movie all ends up. But yeah, it goes to that. And I'm sorry, I'm having to recall the plot more because it's going to help me remember my things because like, I can't just pull things out because I haven't so seen the movie they, one time. So he messed so, yeah, up the spell. They, exactly. And, the, and, and then he goes and hunts down the He thinks it's fine. He hunts, the, he hunts down the lady MIT to try and lady. convince her and it works, but then oh. we hear it. Legendary. I'm so glad they brought it back because one of my favorite things of Spider-Man 2 is the fact that the building shakes. Dude. That, and, that, and that's what we hear. And then Doc Ock, our king, shows up. Oh, so Alfred good. Molina. Hello, Peter. And a hint of his music. The best Michael Giacchino is they did, so good at his job. They did job. a good job of like they just integrated giving a little every hints. single theme into this movie. They integrated the Danny Elfman theme as well. They later did. On. Oh. When, bro, I was near tears when I heard the music oh. come in, man. Oh my goodness. Well, anyway. so I was worried. We talked about it earlier when Toby came in. I thought they hinted at it there and I missed it because everybody no. was. Yes. Cheering for so long. They did not though. They, but they, they kept did it later subtle. on, thankfully. I'm, I'm glad they didn't, because that would have been too too easy. To, my, my it been. And not to mention the music doesn't really fit that kind of scene, because the Raimi Elfman score was blasting during the montages when he's doing stuff, not when he just walks and says mm-hmm. hello. And I'm glad because you know I like the fact that there is no music there. Was the Amazing Spider-Man Peter? I think theme a bit. I think a bit. I think. I when, didn't. I, think I didn't when recognize he, when it. When he's going to. Oh, when he's. When, I think when he goes to save MJ, they oh, play the music was, that yeah. when he went to save Gwen. I, okay. But, the problem is the Amazing Spider-Man theme was different from movie to movie because James Horner made the first and then he tragically passed away and Hans Zimmer took it over in the second. So it's two different scores, not nearly as iconic, but of course the Gwen theme in Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is solid. So, yeah, anyway. Um, no, 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 no. Um, so then he does that and then we find Doc Ock and mind you guys, the lights in the arms are red, which means he's been taken yes. over by them. Now, we do not know where he's pulled from. We can assume that he is pulled from before uh, the final fight scene in the church. I would assume that because he says later on he had him with the blade. I'm actually believe church. Yeah, it is. It's an old like church. Like when he pulls the thing down? Yeah, it's an old church. Is that you sure? Yeah. There's a lot of steel girders for a church. It's, it was a, I, I mean, thought it was a like big, a warehouse. It, was a, uh, it looked, uh, But it had a big like glass window like a... Uh, that's not... It wasn't like a stained glass window. I think bro, it was a look warehouse. At the, look at the... Look at the church. Why would there be a church out on the wharf in the middle of the water? Uh, climate change? I don't know. What? Um... Let me see. Let me see. Let me I don't see, think it was a church. Oh man, you might, you might be right. I guess it wasn't. Well, okay. I thought I saw the window and I assumed. Oh well. Anyway, sorry. So we assumed he's not in that building in the final fight scene. I think based on how he describes it, he's in the scene when he's gonna stab him and Aunt May hits him over the head. Remember that mm-hmm. when they're like yes. on the top of the building? I think that. But yeah, he's back and then he gets captured. Gets a little nerf with the nanotechnology. And I'm like, oh come on, that's a little that's a little cheesy, but it's all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. But more importantly. Ugh. We see, we hear the laugh, we hear the explosion, and we hear Doc Ock say, Norman, and it's like, yes, oh, Alfred Molina. awesome. So good. One thing about this movie I really love was the interaction between, like, Norman and Doc Ock, who are from the same same universe, and they're like, but you died. And, the, uh, and then Sandman was like, both of you died. Yeah, and it's it like, awesome. oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then going on and going further. But the interactions, when I, actually, we'll get to it later. We'll get to that. And then, of course, then we, we see them take them take Doc Ock to uh, the Sanctum Sanctorium, and then we see the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, returning to his normal self to destroy the mask, which, to be quite honest, was a merchandising means. I'm just being straight up. It's a new suit to sell action figures for. I'm just saying. But anyway, then he's back, and then we learn that all the villains return when he goes to find Electro and Sandman, as well as the Lizard. Who? Where did they? How did they capture the Lizard again? 
Uh, Doctor Strange caught him. Right, Doctor Strange caught the lizard. So is then we've got our five villains. Not six like the Sinister Sticks. Six, excuse me, just five. We've got the Sandman, Electro, Lizard, Doc Ock, and Green Goblin. And then they all try and figure out what to do, and Peter is trying to, quote, do better. And this is one of my biggest issues with the film. One, Sandman does not fit in this film at all. At all. Every other, everybody else does. Okay, so, but I think he does. No. I think there's a little, there's a little bit of issue, but explain explain okay. yourself. So a lot of people have been applying the they all died. So that's not that that doesn't okay, apply that, one. Okay, that I do have the that issue doesn't with apply that. one. I think that's more of a misconception than an actual means of plot. But the issue is they all became villains because of their power. Their power is a correlation to their villainous ways, and that is true for the lizard. Mm-hmm. That is true for Green Goblin. They are the same, one and the same. They inject themselves, something makes them crazy. We know that. That is the same with Electro with the voice in his head, just like Doc Ock with the voice in his head. All four of those are completely correct. Like, 100%. Makes sense. Sandman's a criminal. He's a criminal. The sand did not make him evil. Okay. The sand gave him greater means to be evil, but he does not die. He is not evil because of the sand, and that is not going to fix him. I don't know why he's in the movie. I don't know why he's in the movie. What Without Sandman, is this movie, is this movie any different? Mmm... I guess not, but no. I think I, I enjoy Sandman in it. I, I personally don't because I also want to see Tom Hayden, Hayden, Thomas Hayden Church is actually doing Thomas Hayden Church and also getting more of something to do. Every other one fits, but this one doesn't, and it bothers me. I thought Just, you were going to have an issue with him like turning and going with no, Electro and all them. That was kind of dumb in my opinion. Well, but, it made sense because he just wants to get home. True, So true. he doesn't care if everybody gets cured true, or not. He true. wants to go back to his daughter. True, true. That's a good point. That's a good point. And but, they also reused Sandman footage when he's real again. Which, yes. Yeah, yes. Obviously. I talk about that at, at yeah, the very end. Yeah, did. at the very end. Um, but they use his music. They also used Electro's music when Electro first shows up. I like the explanation of him looking different with a different energy from this mm-hmm. Earth. I like that. That's fine. That's fine with me. Um, but I just I don't really think that was ne- necessary. And I think it kind of was like, why is he here? What's the purpose of that? And that kind of annoyed me. That along the Doctor Strange thing really annoyed me. Peter's quest to do better. I guess it makes sense. He he is still a kid. He wouldn't want to kill these people. And when he learned that, because he hasn't killed anybody yet. You know, he like he didn't choose to kill, kill Be- even Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck shot himself with the drones, right? So that makes sense. But then we get to they're all trying to fix it. And sorry, Dave, so, I mean, we we can speed along oh, if, say, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm talking over you or anything like that. Um, and then they have that thing that basically makes anything, which is a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, that's just what it is. I'm glad they took it away. But we have an issue there later on. We'll get to that as well. But they go along, and then he fixes everybody. But then it gets to the big climactic. He tries to fix the Green Goblin, and it doesn't work. Oh, and this is my favorite trick. scene in the whole movie because me and you talked about it. We talked about it every time we brought this movie. How is the brutality going to translate? Oh, my goodness. Because in he suplexes of the because five We talked about PG-13. Spider-Man 1 was PG-13, and Green Goblin sent him through the stratosphere a few oh. times. I mean, knocked him on his rear end over and over again. And in Green this Goblin's movie- brutal. And there's also a deleted scene. When he threw him through the building, I about started clapping. I was like, this is what we want to see. This is what we wanted to see the whole time. Me and you talked about it the whole time, and we got it. There also was another scene deleted where Toby and Andrew Garfield, or Peter, Andrew Garfield, uh, tell Tom, or that Peter, that Green Goblin is their greatest foe, 
and to be careful. Whoa, it was deleted. I'm that's ready fair. for the Blu-ray release. I think, so I can that, see I think all that's because they didn't want they weren't yeah, yeah. they didn't want to risk tying Willem Dafoe to Andrew Garfield because then because then that well he had he well, had the other but one. but I mean that that wasn't the Green Goblin you know it's like it like, was why why, why no, would, he killed Gwen so I think that's that's a fair I guess thing but to why say. why would why would Andrew Garfield associate that oh I guess they didn't kill him so he would show up in later movies anyway um. So there's that, and that makes sense again for everybody with the curing thing, and then that there's, happens. I think and they there's also a deleted scene where he does go back and kill the whatever that actor's name is. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but then that happens, the kid from and Carnival. and they all split off. Sandman and Electro run off while the Green Goblin himself runs off after brutalizing this after dude. after curing Doc Ock as well. That's true. They did cure Doc Ock. That was. I'm so glad and they're they did about that. to cure Jamie. I'm, Fox I'm very glad Electro. they did that. I'm very glad they did that because I I wanted Alfred Molina had his turn. Let's let's let him yes. stay him because he's great. He's great. Anyway, um, yes, and they all split off. Electro get turns evil because again, he's he you likes know, the power. Exactly, he does. He has the stark, he has that, the stark and that fits reactor. with his character because he's like, you know, this is, you know, why would he want to go back to his normal self and everything like that? And then it comes to the great power comes great responsibility line is uttered out again, and I like the way it's uttered out here. However, I'm gonna be honest with you, Davis. I don't like this death. I'm glad they did it. It packed a punch, but she got annihilated, and this girl just walking up and fine. Then she falls down again. Uh, you could say it's adrenaline. I, I think the scene overall is good. You could raise concerns about how she got up, but uh, I just, I, 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 the scene did make some me of tear these, up. Some of these scenes just take me out of the movie because, like, she got impaled. She should be, like, like, and it's like the only thing we see is some blood that he yeah. feels on his hand. I just, I I don't understand why they can't pack the punch. It's going to still it's be PG-13, but, like, just do it. I think they're starting I'm glad, to transition more. When she got up, more. I was mad because I was like, "If she survives this, I'm gonna be so upset." I think uh, I love Aunt May, but like you know, you gotta pack that punch. Anyway, Marvel, I think, is starting to transition, or hopefully, the transition more to being willing because there's apparently an R cut for the new Doctor Strange. There's an R and a PG-13. Oh, there's apparently. two cuts. Davis has all the source. So I'm gonna believe you on this one. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna say with the Doctor Strange leaks, I don't trust a lot of them because they're just really bad Photoshop. I've seen like a Tom Cruise Photoshop. It looked. Atrocious. I am like they, Iron Man. They just, <laughs> I am Iron Man. <laughs> they like drew the they drew the mustache on him. It looked so bad. <laughs> People are taking advantage of the leaks from Spider Man and the credibility that comes with it. Um, I think so, Hugh Jackman's going to show up, but that's oh, beside the point. So. Tobey Maguire's so. definitely going to show up. Um, but uh, anyway, anyway as, as we were yeah, saying, anyway. Uh, I think it was good that Aunt died. Uh, and then it was a good character moment. All the scenes after this are great. Him, that shot where he's looking at like the screen of him being, like you know what I'm talking about, where he's like looking at that like billboard or whatever. Yes. That was one of the most beautiful shots I've seen in a movie in a long time. That was excellent. And we were talking about the posters of the movie before it came out. They saved all the good ones for after it released. Yeah, I know. That's how Marvel kind of does it now. They they let like independent artists. Kind of because uh, some of the like I'm gonna pull up one of them right now actually that I that I saw because some of them are great including that one um that I'm even talking about let me see if I can uh, there's the one where he's sitting like he's sitting yeah. and there's like Times Square around him there's the one where it's like he's kind of standing and it's Times Square behind him that one's also good but the one where he's sitting with the back this one that one's the one I was just talking about the other one was where he's sitting down that one's uh, I don't I don't like the big like fair floating point, head. But I go, go. I know what you're talking about when you're yeah. talking about you're sitting down because that's the one that I. That's that I the saw one I really there. like. I've been thinking about kind of. I'm th- been thinking about getting it, but I don't have much wall space left. Because like this, this was such a bad post. Oh, so terrible. Um. Oh, 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 oh careful oh, over there. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Like a noise. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um. So yeah, we get all that, and then we get the Parkers to show up, and that I clapped. Oh. I clapped, and it was legendary, and it was it was so great. Right when they opened they were, the portal, right when he was going like bring Peter, I was like, okay, they're about to show up. No, no, up. no. Uh, so I didn't know. 
And then I he figured, turned, and I saw the eyes, and I was like, I recognize right, those. No, right when I saw him, I, he was too lanky to be Tom Holland. I was like, that's that's Andrew. Good point, good point, good point. And, and also, then, when he jumped through the portal, that was CGI. Uh, mixed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it looks, so. it looked. They fixed it like a post-release patch. Really? Patch. They fixed the C- They fixed the CGI, but now his arm clips through the thing. Like before, his like neck was really short, and he's like really bulky. Weird. If you if you look weird. at it again, weird, weird, weird. It if if you look it up, if you want, I know I'll, I'll look it up afterwards. Okay. We just got. But got yeah, it, it did look a little goofy. But I don't just why didn't they just put him in the costume, let him jump through a little circle? I don't know, man. This is the place that keeps touching up their suits. Yeah. It is what it is. But yeah, and then Toby shows up as well, which uh, I could tell they were, John Watts chose to give Andrew the big reveal, like the big jump through. Which I wonder why. Because I think he figured the younger fans were going to like that more. And they did, because everybody's going insane about Amazing Spider. They they they're rewriting history, saying they were good. Which I we'll talk about that at the hate. end. We'll talk about that at the, right at the, right at the very end. Actually, we'll wrap that up with with the implications of the future. So yeah, then they get together, and there's I lost Michael Ben, I lost Gwen, and oh my gosh, that scene where they talk about losing their people, legendary stuff. So glad that happened. But then comes my biggest issue, plot wise. They go and are able to recreate all the cures in a school lab, like a high school laboratory. Mm. Bothers me. Well, there's it's no Oscar. Uh, it's too easy. It's uh, I don't I don't mind it too much. Yeah, I'm more nitpicky than you are about these kinds of things. I think. So well, I'm a bigger Spider-Man me. fan. That's fair. That's so. fair, and that makes sense. Again, it wasn't the worst thing, but that that bothered me as well. And I was like, okay, come on, that's a bit ridiculous. But then it's fine because we get to the big fight at the Statue of Liberty that they're adding Captain America's shield onto, which is such <laughs> a horrible funny. idea. You hear the radio thing? You, yeah. Like a, he's like, uh, I, I love the use of, I love the use of like the radio things like that. Kind of similar to how um. How Amazing Spider-Man worked using like the radio to get like the pulse. To say I like that. I really do like that. And then yeah. So then we go. And I, am I missing that we get to this fight scene? But oh, I will say the Doctor Strange fight. Was well, he awesome. calls J. Jonah Jameson. He's like, he does. I'm going to the uh, uh, guys. I'm going to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, like he that. does. Um, but yeah, I love the fight between him and Doctor Strange in the, in the uh, realm and everything like that. That was awesome. That was good. The, the geometry thing. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that, that's how it works. But it is what. But it you know, is. he's a very smart kid, very smart guy. Um, and yeah. then we get to this big fight where uh, he knows that's where they'll meet them because he wants he wants the lizard, he wants Electro, and he wants Sandman to meet them there. And oh my gosh, the scene where they're just talking before the battle is so good. It's so good, and I lo- I lo- I loved them both. I thought. I thought Tobey Maguire was great. I think also interesting. Tobey Maguire did not want much of anything revealed about yeah. his uh. His character after Spider-Man Three, because I know he and Sam Raimi got big plans. Mm, interesting. Andrew Garfield uh, was the way they got him back was when they told him he's gonna be like a more hard and grizzled Spider-Man because like the anger field one. That's like I think that's. And then they told him about the uh, 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 the scene where he jumps through the portal. I'm pretty sure I read a thing that's that's what sold him because he's actually done interviews about it now. Yeah, and of course he lied. So well, he much. He also he, he lied to Emma, Emma Stone. Wa- yeah, no, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, not Emma Watson. Emma Watson. My bad. And yeah, Emma Stone's like, are you in the Spider-Man? She's like, I, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Good. He's, dude. He's committed. People are like, I got trust issues now because Andrew Garfield. Honestly, I don't blame him. That dude lied through his he's teeth good. over. I'm he's glad like, he did. Like, you Tell know, like, like, I, I ain't got caught. You remember when like, people you... like, walked up to Tobey Maguire in the park? They're like, are you in Spider-Man? He's like, yeah. Like, he just told him. Tobey Maguire is so good. So good. And then... 
Well, and he also, uh, Andrew Garfield ad-libbed the line where he said he loves them too. That's he hilarious. That. I, I love it. And that it, was great. It, when you rewatch it, I, I'm sure they reshot it to like have that ad lib. I'm but sure you, the reactions yeah. that you saw of Toby and Tom weren't like their actual reactions, but like the face Toby makes, he's like, that's not, it looks like he's like, that's not in the script. That's not, Toby's like, come on, man. You got to stick to the script. I know you can't, people at home can't see, but I'm going to make the face for Alex. Y'all can watch Toby. He goes like, <laughs> yeah, very, the very confused. Why did you just say that? Oh. And, oh, and then there's all the he cracks his back. They talk about all the aliens. Oh my they god, fought. the back that was so good. That was like that's a niche one. The oh my back. The real, the real, the real, the real OGs know exactly yes. exactly. I'd explain that one to my mom because she oh just thought god. it was funny because I crack her back a lot. <laughs> I do this like she's like yeah you yeah we we we. I yes. remember you do you do that around my guilt to anybody that would need it apparently. I'm good at it. I, clearly you are. Um, uh, I lead people to a treasure for, that I cannot. Uh, obtain because I'm it's impossible to crack my back. Poor Davis, poor poor Davis. Um, but yeah, that that scene was great. The oh my gosh, the back. We all love that. Mm. We all love that. Great. Anybody that's seen Spider Man Two, good scene. Which by the way, my friend Corinne saw this movie. She did not watch Spider Man Two before it, and I was like, it's the literally essential movie for viewing. Anyway, I was telling somebody that it. They I, they, I guess they don't have to, but they should watch the other Spider-Man. Because I didn't want to give away that it adds a lot to Alfred Molina. I didn't want character. to give away that the Spider-Men were in it, but yeah. I was like, yeah, the villains. The villains are in it, so you should probably watch them. That's what I said too. I said that I was like, "Hey, you're gonna watch that," and that's why we watched. That's why we watched them. We yes. watched them, you know, for, the, <laughs> for that reason. Um, and then there's that final fight scene where I love where they work together, and I love that we get to see each of their different swinging uh methods. You know what I mean? When they swing around, yes. uh, and you could see how they're all doing it differently. Because Andrew Garfield is very much his Spider-Man, very much is just like propelling himself, where the other two are more swinging. Whereas I would say Holland is in the middle of the two. Where McGuire does a lot of just gradual yeah. swinging, uh, Garfield's just like launching himself essentially. He I like that. that. I think that should be in the new yeah. Spider-Man game. When Absolutely. It comes out, Absolutely. The and then launch. Holland is kind of a mix between the two, and I like that. And then I like how they don't know how to work together because they, they they both have not been on teams before. I like how that eventually rules out the Avengers. I, oh my gosh, I love Tom McGuire's like the Avengers. That's so cool. What You're is in a that? band? What is that? Oh, that's hilarious. It was um, awesome, and I'm I'm so excited to see the more interactions that were deleted. Absolutely. Absolutely, and they, they, it does a little. The, does the meme point? They do that two times, I think. Absolutely, and then the the fight scenes are just great. I think they all get to showcase what they do. Each get their own day in the sun. Uh, they and then the cures start to work. They get it on the Sandman. They get. I on like the, the Sandman, even though they did reuse it. I thought that was a good scene. I like it. I like his music. So for a second, I like that the music itself, as in the Raimi Elfman theme, show, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that theme. And then Doc Ock comes back to stop Electro. Yes, exactly. He pulls up, and I'm like, there we go, Doc. There and we then go. Andrew, Andrew has a good scene with Electro. And he says, I was hoping you were black. Uh, that was, was very so funny. funny. Which was so there's, funny. There's, there's probably one out there somewhere. Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. There we go. Oh, oh. Um, that was hilarious. Jamie Foxx was great in this, by the way. I love Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so like they all had interactions with their villains, yeah. except Toby did not have an interaction with the Green Goblin. Which annoyed me. Very, very much. I... I wish that after he stabbed him or something, which happened, well, I think the original plan was for him to die, which I read, but they wanted to we'll keep him to bring him back in, in the MCU. We'll talk about that in a second because I, I wish it had happened. But anyway. I, don't, I don't. I'm glad okay. we kept him But there was no interaction that. between Green Goblin, Norman, and Peter, which he was basically like his surrogate son in some ways. Yeah. There was no, they didn't even go like, he didn't apologize. I don't know. There's, I, I bet there's a lead scene or something. I wish there had been two. I wish there had been two. We got, we got a lot. We got, uh, we got uh, Doc Ock saying, you're all grown up. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't really like um, Peter, uh, uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter saying, trying to do better, because he never killed anybody. Well, he's, I think he was talking more about like his marriage and stuff. And that I was guess. also a quote from Spider-Man 2. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. All right, there we go. I I forgot. Callback. It was a very nice callback. Right. You hear the oh the music. That's when you hear it. It's so good. And then you hear it again when he sees the salmon and he talks to him and he says, "It's it's time. It's okay. You're it's gonna, okay. Clint. You're gonna go home." Or Flint. Not Flint. My Flint. bad. Um, I was but then of, we get to the final I one. Else was where Green Goblin Clint comes back it. and blows up the box. Legendary drop of the bomb. And then, um, and then we keep going and there's that scene where. Tom Holland Spider-Man loses it, and he's going to kill the Green Goblin, and, and then, then Toby, stops, and Toby so. stops him, and I don't like it. He got stabbed in the stomach, Davis. Kill the guy! No. I, I don't think they could have just not stabbed him, but I, I'm glad they kept him alive because I have an emotional attachment to don't, him. Okay, yes, I do too, but if you're going to stab him, pull through. Uh, they Stick st- to it. The What I've read, I just mentioned earlier, they were going to kill him, and they but should've. then they were like, well, we can make a lot of money. I'm, I'm sure Sony had a hand in that. They the Green Goblin is super powered. He could probably stick a knife through somebody's rib cage and shatter it, and that didn't happen. I, I'm fine with them not killing Tobey Maguire because I want to see Spider-Man Four with Bruce Campbell's Mysterio. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry to admit they're probably gonna, they are going to make Amazing Spider-Man Three though. I'll, I'll put money we'll talk on about that, that in a second. Anyway, we do see the sky open up, and we, and we see, see Rhino other villains. We, we see, see like Rhino, the original Rhino, Black Cat. Scorpion, I heard uh, someone with a spear that we assume is Craven. It's definitely Craven. Craven is so good. Uh, which I predict is going to be the next movie's villain. Perhaps it makes sense where the movie's going. I have, Maybe, I have it's a theory. Definitely going to be in the co- the college trilogy. It's going to be Craven. Uh oh, I know who they're going to do. We'll talk about that in, in, okay. uh, at the end. When well, we, do we you have anything? We can go, you can go and say if he, I, I just, think this, I, I give this movie nine, ten out of ten. Spider-Man I, I think it's I think it is on par with Homecoming in my opinion. But I, I think it's I, way better. Than I, I have issues with how much it works for nostalgia. I have to see it a second time. How it works with just being a theater experience. And again. I have genuine issues with I, some yeah. of the story decisions. I'll have to watch it at home. Including the fact that I think they should have stuck to their guns and killed him. I'm just saying. Stick to it. Don't just say I've been stabbed a bunch. We're fine. That that ruins the threat. But also, I think, I wish there was a bit more of Tom Holland going, oh my gosh, I almost just killed uh, Tobey Maguire. Rather than it's just like, oh, thanks for stopping me from doing that. All right, well, we're good. And it's like, I wish there had been a bit more. But it is what it is. Anyway, then he says, it's okay. Make them all remember, forget me. Everybody forgets that... Forgets who Peter Parker is, which I thought was a bit like, can you just say forget? The, I don't know. Forget who Mysterio is. But then they could exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but, but, but actually, I don't think that would have worked. I don't know. I, I don't know how it would work, but I'm fine with it. And then we go ahead, and that happens, and we're back to J. Jonah Jameson saying the mystery of who the oh. killer of Mysterio is is still unknown. He's poor. He's alone. He made a new suit that looks awesome. He's swinging. He's uh, I loved it. It's it fixed everything I had the issues with with the Stark stuff. I agree. It addressed a lot of the main issues where Far From Home kind of kept those issues up. This addressed a lot. Also get, answered the question of a different suit. Not to mention the Spider Emblem was inspired by both the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire yes. spiders because that nice. Spider Emblem is really good. By the way, I really like that. Um, I don't know where it goes from here. However, um, I think let's talk about where this movie will go and let's talk about where the fans are talking about. So a movie should be made in revisionist history. We'll get to that at the end. But I, I mean, are we gonna try and get back with MJ, or is it done? I are think those characters she, they're gonna. Up? It's gonna happen. But who are we gonna see? These films are gonna be more grounded. The Stark technology is done. We are back to being in the neighborhood. I have two villains that I think will be showing up. Okay. I think Craven yes. is a given, and I think Black Cat is another no, one. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. That's what everybody's been talking about. And oh, I hadn't read that. I just. Stuff. Yeah, but people want the girl Anya Taylor Joy to be Black Cat. I want Anna De Armas to be Black Cat, personally. 
She might I'd be a little be, old, but they're both care. they're both great actresses. I'd take either. Like I, I'd rather have Anna's Armas personally. Mm. Well, I mean, you but know. like I'm open to having a new actress as well. They're they're both very good. So I I I I can't you can't go wrong with either in my opinion. Um, but yeah, they all go back to their collective universes, and that happens. And then he tries to talk to MJ, and they don't recognize him, and Ned doesn't. But they got into college, and then he realized he's got to yeah. go. That was a great scene. Oh my gosh, we didn't talk about Andrew Garfield saving Gwen. Well, not Gwen, MJ. MJ, what a scene. which is a great scene. The crying, it's so good. Sorry, I just remember that. It's all Andrew jumbled Garfield's up Andrew Garfield's a great actor. He is, he Oscar. is. I think he should get an Oscar one of these days. He should. I, I'm really excited he to watch that He will get an Oscar one of these days soon. is what I'm going to say. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, now, Davis, where does it go? Oh, also, with this grounded, I think he's going to go for help for somebody. Who does he go to? He doesn't go to the Avengers. I think he goes to Daredevil. Yeah. I think he goes to, to Matt Murdock. I think that's what happens. I think... Now that you're back on the ground, back with your feet on the ground as the neighborhood Spider-Man, you're going to have to team up with somebody, and you can't team up with the Avengers because maybe you don't want to do that. So therefore, that's what you do. And I think that's where this movie's going, and I'm very excited to see where it goes next. The suit looked glorious, yes. by the way. Now, let's talk about something that's been happening at the after the fact of this movie. People have been revising mm. their stance on Amazing Spider-Man 2. Ladies and gentlemen, I love Andrew Garfield. Yes. Much like I love Tobey Maguire. Yes. But Spider-Man 3 is a bad movie. And so is the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3 is an series. okay movie. Amazing Spider-Man's a bad movie. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a bad movie. They are both bad movies in my opinion. And the idea that suddenly because his character in this movie, Andrew Garfield deserves a second chance absolutely. Yes. He deserves it. He's a great actor. If you've seen Hacksaw Ridge, you know this. In any other movie really, he's great. He just did Tick, Tick, Boom. Apparently it's very good. I haven't seen it. It but, looks very good. And he looks, and I've heard he's been great It is Lin-Manuel well. Miranda, though. Mm. So it might have the little I'm not a big musical guy myself, but I don't know. But I, I'm um, planning on watching it. looks yeah, good. You know, it's Andrew Garfield. That's what I'm saying. But let's not pretend that this film, or that, that, that these films were bad. They were bad movies. Let's not, like, revise and say, oh my gosh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is best. He's the best Spider-Man. No disrespect, y'all, but... I'm not going to pretend that opinion is fact. I'm not going to pretend that my opinion is fact. But don't just change your stance because of his portrayal in one movie. That's much like the same where it's like, don't just... I'm trying to think of characters that have had, had a similar situation like this before. I can't think of many, to be quite honest. It's a unique situation for sure. You can want Amazing Spider-Man 3, which I'm on board for. I was talking about that before the even came, movie even came out. I was theorizing that Sony was going to do that. And I think they he's going to show up again. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. But you can want an Amazing Spider-Man 3 while re- recognizing that Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 are not good movies. Exactly, and recognizing that they, that Andrew Garfield himself I don't think was as good of an actor then as he is now. I think he's There's good moments in Amazing Spider-Man 2. There and are. There's also terrible, stupid, uh, not well-planned-out moments. There's that scene when he has three accents through seven seconds. I'm going to show you that clip later because I found it, actually, Davis. We'll get to that. Um, but I just think, like, I've seen a lot, and I was like, all right, guys, with respect, you didn't see it then, and you, you aren't going to see it again now. Because the reason that movie, there isn't an Amazing Spider-Man 3 is because nobody saw that movie. It made $758 million. I want you to know, Spider-Man Homecoming made $800 million. This movie made $1.6 billion. Like, let's let's stop it. Also, in the original, like, the original plan for... Uh um, advertising it, it was going to seem like a civil war between him and Doctor Strange. Really? So we wouldn't have known anything about the villains either. Whoa. Which could have been cool, but I don't think they would have made $1.69 billion exactly, in that case. Exactly, exactly. But like, let's just, like, if you've always liked it, that's fine. But like, people, I think, are changing their stance based on this portrayal, yes. which is you can change your stance on Andrew Garfield. You can change your stance on his portrayal and think that he deserves another crack at Spider Man. But like, 
those movies are not good. <laughs> They're not. Like, they have good moments, and if you love them, that's fine. But personally, in my opinion, I do not think they're any good. I really don't. I think they have an occasional either. decent moment. I think the music is good because, you know, that's when what When Dine I, was good. Great scene. Great scene, that is. The fact that the Green Goblin was in the movie, ah, the I guy don't know. From the kid from Chronicle. And Rhino was, and everything. I don't know, yeah. man. Just, 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 I, I don't like it all. But, man, what a movie. What a crazy experience. What an opening up. Look here, man. Give me Spider-Man forward, Raimi, and Tim McGuire. Do it I, now. I would like that, but also I could – I don't think they're going to do it. I think it's too far gone, too too long ago. Toby's too old now. Uh, I'm not going to lie, though. I, I was still watching – I was still hope, holding out hope on the theory I had read that uh, Tom Holland's Uncle Ben was going to be Tobey Maguire. I thought that would be kind of fun. That would have been – that didn't happen. I think that would have been too much going on in the movie. Yes. I think I think – because there would have been a whole other emotional scene of him getting sad twice. Yes. But you know, I think I think that could have been crazy. But I'm also glad they didn't make Tobey Maguire Spider-Man like Last Stand Spider-Man. He kills now. He's grizzled. They actually kind of gave that to Andrew Garfield because I remember all the yeah, so like, I stopped. They, they were giving Tobey Maguire a big beard, big white bushy beard. But then Andrew Garfield says, "I stopped pulling my punches." Yes. And you're like, "What? Yeah. Crazy!" But man, what an experience! What a movie! What a good send off for those characters if it is that. And what a good st- jumping-off point for next Tom Holland movies. I think this fixed a lot of issues for me with that. I have issues with the movie themselves, with with the character overall, a lot less so. The suit is magnificent. The perhaps trying to get MJ back is magnificent. Trying to get him and Ned, her and Ned to remember is amazing. I think there's a lot to be done with this. And not to mention, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this one final time before we head out, Davis. I do got class. Watch Daredevil. Okay. Watch it. Yep. I told Corinne about it after we saw the movie. She watched it in three days. I can't. Uh, I'm not. I know you can't, but the point is it's that good. All right. And there's a lot of people in it. But that is all we have for Spider-Man The Home Trilogy with Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, all of those movies, the MCU version of Spider-Man. We thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Through the Lens. Again, you can follow us at Through the Lens Weagle. On Instagram, that's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram. Listen to all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Share with any of your friends who love movies as much as we do and as much as you all do. And again, you can follow Weagle underscore AU on Instagram for all updates involving WEGL things. We'll be back next week to discuss the timeline of the X-Men series. Lots of good Marvel stuff to be discussing. Lots of exciting news to be talking about. But until then, we will see you all next time. Thank you for joining us and hope you had a great winter break. See you next week.